1: my channel over and over and over again, the the Positive Arsenal channel. This is the pre-West Bromwich Albion show. Um, It's going to be a good show, so stay tuned because I've got some special guests joining me as well. We're going to talk about this game and all the usual stuff as well. So coming up in a minute, it's going to be the pre-West Bromwich Albion show. Hello, welcome back to my channel over and over and over again. Um, In this show, we're going to be looking ahead to the game tonight. Obviously, Arsenal away at West Bromwich Albion. Um, and looking at some of the um, previous games between the club and all the usual stuff that we do as well. Um, joining me today, I've got some special guests as well, so we can um, talk about the, the game and stuff like that. First of all, coming back again, he seems to be here every week. He's almost growing roots here. It's Melvin. How you doing, Melvin? Happy New Year. Hope you well.
2: Happy New Year. And to so, everyone uh, watching, you can't get rid of me, can you?
1: It doesn't look like it, but it's good to have you back anyway. It's good to have you on. Um, And actually making a return to the channel as well. He's not been on for a little while. He's had a few other stuff going on. Um, It is, of course, um, our positivity guru. It's Andrew. Welcome back, mate. Happy New Year. Can you you hear us? Can you hear us? Are you there, Andrew?
0: I don't know. (laughs) Hello. Happy New Year. How are you guys? You all right? Yeah, yeah we, 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 I thought you disappeared there for a minute. I've, no, I've got a bit of a lag. I don't know whether it's my end or your end, so apologies about that. But you froze for, on me, so
1: I didn't know whether to speak or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, you, you can definitely speak. We want, we need you to speak, otherwise it's not going to be much of a show. <laughs> if not. So um, we are hoping to get um, a West Bromwich Albion fan, Connor as well, is due to come on um he's, he's a bit delayed at the moment so we'll see hopefully he will come along um as and when we'll get him involved um in the show when he turns up but in the meantime we'll crack on anyway because uh, i know andrew's only got uh, about an hour or so anyway so we want to get um get as much as we can done obviously while andrew is still is still about first of all obviously this show's going out it's going on out on youtube on um, facebook and on on twitter as well so wherever you're watching it please give it a like please come over to youtube and subscribe to the channel as well um there's lots coming out i'm going to watch along on this channel later on today as well um and i know the other two guys are on with i think you're on ryan's channel aren't you that's right yeah on, on mr arsenal podcast as well so there's lots of good stuff coming up tonight coverage of the game as well um i say yeah please subscribe to my channel as well if um you're around. So first of all, I mean Andrew, obviously, you've not been on for a while. And uh, where can people find you? Obviously, your channel as well on on YouTube. Looks like we've still got a lag. It must be Andrew's leg. He's he's, he's dropped off. So, yeah, anyway, so where can people find you? On I know people probably know by now because you've been on here enough times lately. <laughs> but just to let people know. I'm
2: on I'm on this channel, obviously, and uh Ryan, Mr Ryan Arsenal eighty nine. I'll be on that later, as you say, to do the watch along.
1: Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, that's always good as well. I mean, uh, I've just started doing a mirror on my own just because you haven't got a delay on, because sometimes I'm a bit behind with the stream and stuff and it's better to to be, i like just start watching it that way. I haven't got, so the goals don't go in and I'm not two minutes behind as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's back anyway now. So if you caught up with us now, Andrew, are you still behind?
0: I think so. I think it's all sorted now. Thank you. I ask you Come back on again. Can I ask you a Say question? Again? What year is it? What year is it where you are? <laughs> oh, uh, 1988,
2: That's <laughs> yes, fine. I think. You're right. You're up to date. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nineteen
0: eighty-eight oh. is good. Nineteen eighty-eight
1: is
0: a good year. So
1: we'll, we'll, we'll stick with that one. might, might be? A bit I'd bad. love to
0: start. I'd love to restart the Arsenal back in nineteen eighty-eight. That would be great, wouldn't it? It would, wouldn't it?
1: Restart this season in nineteen eighty-eight. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'd do quite well. Um But uh, anyway, Um I wanted to sort of start with, I mean, it's a shame Connor's not here, actually, because I did want to start with maybe talking about Big Sam at West Brom. Obviously, in history, we've not had a particularly great record against teams that he's managed, generally. He's had a few good results against us when he was at Bolton, in particular, um, and stuff like that. So, um I know they've had a poor result, obviously, in the week when they lost at home to Leeds, who actually then got turned over today, haven't they, earlier on against um, that against lock down the road. So, just goes to show the up and down nature of the league, I guess. When West Brom drew at Liverpool, they drew at Man City and then they got hump 5-0 at home by Leeds in the middle of all that. So um, yeah. it's strange really, but I'm sure that Big Sam's going to have them sorted out. I mean, what are you kind of thinking? When Big Sam took over West Brom, I knew we were playing them and it kind of worried me a little bit because I know um you get a bit of a bounce of a new manager anyway and he's got a great record against us. I mean, Melvin, what are you thinking about the game t- t- today then with... With the big Sam element, do you think that's going to make any difference or do you think that we, we should be too good for them anyway? I know we'll come on to the prediction and stuff later on. Just mm-hmm. really the big Sam element, Really, know what to talk about.
2: I, I think it will have an effect. I mean, uh, he'll, I'm sure it'll have it on the blackboard probably uh, just kick lumps in different, you know, just in big letters, kick lumps out of Oppo forward slash because that's what we probably do. It, not as if we're a great team now anyway as we were going back when he was Bolton manager and we had the great team, Von Rhee and all that. So I don't think we're as good, nowhere near as good as I know, but we are a better football team, obviously, like a lot of teams are in this division than West Prom. So that will be the first thing. Don't give away any goals. Defend, defend, defend. And try and nick it. We've played against teams like that the last couple of months. Are we are we capable of doing it? Yeah, of course we are. Of course we are. We, we play on the front foot. We've got the midfield giving the ball to the forward, which you haven't seen for a a long, long time I've seen it the last couple of games, then we should be all right. But we have to we have to be prepared to be frustrated.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the key, isn't it? I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually looking, I've, I looked on this game even before the last couple of games and I thought that the Brighton away and West Brom away coming so close together are quite similar sort of games really and we need a very similar approach to them. Like you said, a bit of patience and understanding what West Brom's strengths are and particularly now with Big Sam there, what they're going to do. I mean, Andrew, what are you kind of, Talked about this game in particular in terms of the Big Sam element, and you know, he has got a decent record playing Arsenal teams in the past, isn't he? I know, as Melbourne said, it's a different
0: Arsenal well, it's, team. It's a little bit of a, a fallacy, I found out this morning, actually. Uh, he's uh, he's lost only uh, more games against any other teams since he's been a manager um, against Man United and Liverpool. I think the other, and we're third, 17 and 17 and 16, he's lost. Um, with all the teams that he's managed. So he hasn't got yeah. as good a record as you think against Arsenal, to be perfectly honest. Um, however, we do know that he has turned us over in the past, but has football moved on a lot in the last couple of years since he was last managing? And maybe it's, he's, he's bitten off a bit more than he can chew, and you know what he can chew an awful lot, that big Sam. Um, so we'll have to wait and see uh, with this West Brom team. But they're not... I, in fact... that. They played some decent football um, earlier on in the season. They've got some quite good players, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But we have got the capabilities of uh, of beating them. So I'm fairly confident, really. I don't think it's going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. Not like a Tonkin, but I think we could just about have enough to squeeze it today. But, yeah, I, I'm not sure whether he's going to be able to keep hold of his record of never being relegated um, this season. I think yeah. he's... I think he's really really got the biggest tasks under, you know, he's ever had under his uh, arms at the moment, so
1: I mean we'll have to wait I to I see. think I mean I think he would have been aware of that when he took the job on. He would have known that this is probably the biggest challenge mm. that of his managerial career in terms of avoiding relegation. I think he he must be aware of that. But the only thing that really sticks, concerns me more than anything today is the fact that they got such a big beating in their last game that he's going to demand a response from through that, isn't he? And there's no way they're going to be that open again. They're going to just collapse in the way that they did against Leeds. And I just feel as though quite often what happens is a team that's just had a big beating bounces back, don't they, after that and puts in a much better performance. That's what I'm expecting. And Maybe that was the worst thing that could have happened to us, was that result from Mm -hmm. them, actually, the other day. Because I don't think Sam's going to stand for that, is he? Um, Two games in a row. Um, Well, yeah, let's hope we do as well. I I quite agree. (laughs) But we'll see um, what happens. I wouldn't necessarily... uh, um, expect that we'll batter them I'll say after their result the other night But, um, but let, let's see what happens with that I mean, um, what, what I need to move on to really I mean, we can come back to this game a little bit later on I do, I know Mel I wanted to look back at um, At this Now we've actually played West Brom 141 times in history and I know Melvin's probably was at most of those games, so he's going to have a lot of memories <laughs> about about So if we start with Melvin then, because I know he's, he'll have loads of, of memories from West Brom, all 141 games, I'm sure. We've won 72 of them, by the way, so we've got a decent record against West Brom.
2: I mean, just some that stick to mine. The first disappointment when I watched Arsenal, or didn't watch Arsenal-West Brom, well, I, was, I was going to be taken in 1964 by my father and uncle to the away game at the Hawthorns. Might be the third round, I think it was. So excited, getting up early Saturday morning, going to King's Cross and whatever it was, coming for the station, waiting. And then we heard the news, the game was called off. I was so upset. You know, it was really... A, the build-up all week at school and, you know... Yeah. Anyway, got home and then obviously... you going to be on a steam
0: things. train, Melvin, that you're going to go it up was, there. One of those that you pull up, push up and down,
2: like in America. Oh, American yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, the ones. Cowboy yeah. ones yeah. And um, then, so what happened was the game was rearranged for, for the Wednesday night. I couldn't go to that because I was, I was only young. Going to school, wouldn't be allowed to go, you know, out that late and come home like 12 o'clock at night. And what made it worse, we got beat by Jeff Astle. We got G, G, Jeff Astle um, scored the goal. This was 1969. Sorry, Jeff Astle won. The one um, who sadly passed away a couple of years ago. He got the header and we lost 1-0. Before that, in 1964, though, we played away at West Brom in the, I think, also the third round. And we got a tie, I think it was 3 all up there. And I went to the home game, the replay. And uh, we beat them 2-0 and Jordy Armstrong scored. And someone scored with a... We had two people in the team at the same time. who we were fantastic at scoring diving headers just off the ground. One of them was Joe Baker. We didn't score that day, though he was a great player. The one who scored that day was a guy called Jeff Strong, who was magnificent at diving. Good player. We saw him in Liverpool for some reason. Couldn't understand that. Also, in the double year, we played him at home and beat him 6-2. No, then that was a, it was I think the last goal was scored. I don't know if, I don't know this guy definitely scored it, but I think it was the last goal. But George, we wherever we did, we looked like Brazil that day. It was unbelievable. We really were playing some fabulous football. And uh, the last goal was scored by George Graham. He did a, what they called a wall pass. He flicked it, I think, to Samuels. Samuels flicked it back And we smashed it in from outside the box. He scored a very similar goal away to Crystal Palace when we beat him five one. Oh, uh, no, no, no. That. No. Very, very no. similar goal. And that, you know, that was a oh, fantastic game. It was like, thought sort of that time, that was um, early in the year that we could actually do something. We just won the Bears Cup a couple of months before that. And we were doing quite well in the league. It looked like, you know, this, this could be a really good season. Then, yeah, then, sorry, in 1971, I went to the Hawthorns, again, the double year, and we drew two away from home. And that was, they had a very good team, believe it or not. They beat them 6-2. Um, um, West Brom. And that was near uh, the end of the season, wasn't
1: it? Wasn't it right near the end of the season that two two? Yes, April. It was April. That's right, Richard, in April. Yeah.
2: And if they went one 0 up, we scored two goals. I think Charlie George, if I remember, a smashing shot, got cleared off the line, and as it came back, McClintock put it in. We went two then I think we got an own goal. We were co- if you can coast it two um, we were coasting it two one and then right near the end, I think it might have been Tony Brown, who was a fantastic goal scorer for a West Brom, he scored, made it 2-0 so that wasn't brilliant And um, then in one of the uh, March in 78, I remember we beat beaten 4-0 at Highbury, with Malcolm McDonald, I think he only hadn't signed us that long, scored a hat-trick, that was really, really good game, but against that, in 77 that was a nightmare we played at home to West Brom and it was one of those games where we had a good goalkeeper, with Jimmy Rimmer very good goalkeeper, played for Man United Arsenal, Villa and he lost it. He just lost it. He came rushing out the goal and just smashed the ball against, I think, a forward. And then for the rest of the game, he was arguing with everybody around him. I don't think he played for that much longer. He must have, I don't know what happened, but he just absolutely lost. We got beat, I think, 2-0 or 2 No, 2-1 two he got beat. And uh, that was really strange to see. That's the first time I've ever seen a goalkeeper lose it like that. Really, really lose it. I mean, we saw Campbell lose it against West Ham, didn't we? It was yeah. a very similar situation to that. And it was very, as a young keyboard, well, I wasn't that young So he wasn't very good. But no, I mean, um, those are my early memories of the West Brom games. Very good ones, actually.
1: I mean, Brownie's saying that, it was happy new happy year, Brownie, as well. Um, when Ron Atkinson was in charge, that would have been sort of mid to late 70s, wouldn't it, when Ron Atkinson was at West Brom? Yes. So been, yes. Some of them games, he would have been there, wouldn't he, for some of those games you mentioned there? The 4-0 when we beat him, he probably would have been there then, wouldn't he? And that yeah. 2 one probably as well, actually. Um, I don't know when, when he was. I don't know when well he was yeah I don't know when when Atkinson took over at West Brom but it must have been mid 70s
0: I thought it it was 80s personally but I'm obviously wrong I'm probably wrong but I thought it was early 80s maybe
1: oh he was still there in the early 80s but I think he initially took over mm because I know sort of the late 70s you had Regis and you had Cunningham that was his team that was his team that was his team so he must have been there maybe in 76 75, 76 maybe took over I don't know exactly but they were a great side then actually weren't they West Brom terrific Side that was, that's the first sort of I started watching football then. I was only young, and that West Brom team I just remember them being on the telly quite a lot. I play Silver Regis. I mean, what a player he was! That, that goalie a goal of the season, once didn't it? Yeah, the, uh, when he, he don't,
2: on don't you remember they beat Man United at Old Trafford over Christmas time? It was yeah. like 5 4 or 5 3 at Old Trafford. It was, yeah, and Man United weren't idiots then, they were, they were, I think they they were line. that day,
0: didn't they? Laurie
1: well, they've always yeah. been idiots,
2: yeah.
0: but they're decent.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, no, but they were a
1: terrific team. <laughs> to do that <laughs> for the United, I mean, they were right. You. Yeah, I don't no, know. but that, that West Brom team in the, under Ron Atkinson, they were a fantastic side. Actually, they were good to watch play good football. Uh, yeah, but that was just at the time when I first started watching football. There was them, and there was the Nottingham Forest team as well. Of course, it won the European Cup and stuff. Those two teams at that time really stood out for me, and obviously Liverpool as well. We were winning everything else, but um, that West Brom team, I always felt that they should have maybe won a few more trophies in what they. Well, I don't think they won anything, did they, at that time? But you felt never too- won anything, no. No, no. they <laughs> finished third in the league one year, possibly maybe seventy nine or something like that. They might have finished like third in the league or something like that. But they were mm. a good side. Them actually, I used to enjoy watching them. I mean, what about yourself, yeah. Andrew? What, what kind of memories of playing against West Brom over the years? I don't suppose you you went quite back as far as uh, some of those memories that Melbourne had there.
0: <laughs> no, uh, but I, I mean, it's one of my favourite away grounds, actually. I love going to the Hawthorns. I really yeah, do. I and um, it's and funny you know,
1: enough, Brownie's just told us he was, he was, he was oh, there in 1981. So it's, yeah, it's a bit that's late. Right. I he started, actually. Though. I thought he was there a bit earlier than that. But... Thanks, Brownie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, cheers, Brownie, for that, yeah
0: no it's, it's a special uh away trip that i uh right russ i would special away trip i took my eldest two boys to their very first arsenal game which was an away match at the hawthorns which was um not the greatest match of all time but it was in the league cup and uh it was actually hector yeah. bellerin's debut funnily enough the penalty uh, yeah yeah it was one all it was yeah, a, a pretty dour first half but we had um what's his name uh Ice Icefeld is it I the good Thomas Icefeld nice who was actually yeah. un... that really yeah. he had a really good game actually that was his one of his very first games and um Gnabry was playing as well. Yeah. But yeah. it as I say, especially um remember, mem- sorry memorable because it was Bellerin's actual debut. Right. Um but yeah he won on penalties, but Nabry missed his penalty. Um but I remember <laughs> it, <laughs> <told him>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it, though, um, good, I? yeah, it was typical though cause, um although it, I was living in Tamworth at the time, which is not a million miles away from from Birmingham it, I, because it went into extra time and in penalties, and the kids were so little, it was um yeah it was a bit stressful getting out and everything at that point, I remember that quite well as well, but I took them uh that was about twenty third uh when was that twenty thirteen twenty fourteen I think it was yeah, yeah. um but I also went to one on my own a couple of seasons before that, which was a really good game um two, uh, we won three two in the league uh, away from home um I think Benny Yoon scored really early on um robbed the goalkeeper from memory um and we went be- then we went behind i think it was i think it was two all at half time and then second half um Koscielnia got the winner. But that was a really quite exciting game because we, at the end of that match, I think from memory, West Brom were like bombarding our goal, hitting the the bar and um, our goalkeeper. What is it? Uh, must have been Chesney, I think it was in goal at that yeah, point, making Chesney, some yeah. really good saves. Really good saves. But yeah, we just about nicked it, three um, two. But I really like the atmosphere at, um, at, at the Hawthorns. Actually, I know it's not the biggest ground in the mm. world, but it's. Uh, I, I don't know, something about it. I like, it's one of my favourite away uh, trips. But because I've been in the Midlands for so long now, I've been out of London for so long, it's uh, one of the ones where I always try and get tickets pretty much every season whenever I can uh, to get up to the Midlands games especially. But I, I, I do make an extra effort to try and get it, get to the West Brom game because I do enjoy it. Yeah, no,
1: it's, it's good. I mean, um, Brownie said that it's the highest ground. I think it's the highest above sea level, isn't it? I think that's what it is. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It is. Um, which I didn't realize that until not that long ago when I was I was looking into it. And you mentioned about Laurie Cunningham was all well, playing for Real Madrid about his car crash. It was actually a documentary on Laurie Cunningham, wasn't there? Yeah, I saw like, that. It's a really good, um, really good documentary yeah. about him. Actually, I don't know whether you've seen that, Brian. It was definitely worth. what well, I can't remember what it's called, but it was it's fantastic actually about his career at West Brom and then later on in Spain and stuff like that. I mean, he was a great player actually. Um, I, really, I I like I like the whole forms. So I think it's a good away day actually. Mm. Um, he's got I don't like going to it's a shame
0: obviously we'd, I'd have probably gone today actually yeah well I would I would yeah, I mean it's a really nice pub right next to the um ground obviously I think called the Hawthorns, but it's a real good atmosphere in there as well before and after the game yeah I yeah. think all, always had you know good banter with the uh, the West Brom fans whilst I've been there never had any trouble no, uh, it's really friendly really
1: nice yeah, it, it's, it's one of them grounds isn't it where there is there's never I've never known any trouble and this is going back no. to like the 80s and stuff when there used to be trouble everywhere West Brom was one ground where you never really saw anything it was just one of them sort of grounds it's always been like that I've always enjoyed going there myself and mm. um, we haven't always had great results there over the years particularly recently but you know, it always, is always a good away day um, mm. well, one of the things for me was um, one of the first when um, the first season that I was going to Arsenal back in 81 um, I sort of um, mentioned it when we, before the Chelsea game. Melbourne, I remember, a uh, lad I used to go and score with was a Chelsea fan originally. And um, I needed someone to go to Arsenal games with. And um, so I had to go to Chelsea with him first before he had come to Arsenal with me. So we went to Chelsea on a the weekend. They played Leeds. There was loads of trouble everywhere. It was an absolute nightmare. And then the following midweek on the Tuesday night, Arsenal were playing West Brom at home. And this was a game that I wanted to go to and I needed someone to go with. So I persuaded them to come, and come. I went to Chelsea, come to Arsenal. So we went to this game. It was West Brom were playing. It was a Tuesday night, 1982 it was, early 1982. Arsenal were rubbish. Um, there was about 15,000 fans in. It was an absolutely shit game. We were 2-0 down with about a minute to go. And I'm thinking to myself, he's never going to come back to Arsenal again. It was literally the worst game he could have gone to. And then in the last minute, we scored twice to get a 2-2 draw. And then in the very last second, we almost won it. I think we hit the bar or something right at the very end, straight after that. So we almost won the game in the last couple of minutes. And after that, we are getting get the train back and he was absolutely buzzing. And he became an Arsenal fan after that. On the back of the fact that we scored two goals against West Brom in front of 15,000 fans at Highbury. <laughs> and it was you remember Sunderland. who scored it, kid? Do you remember Alan who scored it? Alan I think it was. Who? I think it was Alan Sunderland scored the first one. I think it was Raphael Reid. I didn't know that. I looked it up. But oh, right, yeah, you're yeah. right. 15,000 people. How many was there? What? 15,000. 000... Yeah, 15. I knew something like that. Yeah, yeah, I know it was, it. was Did no... can you have a the... look? Yeah.
0: I went to a game as well when I was really young. It's one one of the very, very first games I went to, and I'm pretty sure, if my memory serves me correctly, it was either 83-84 or 84-85, maybe. And we won 5-2 against West Brom at Highbury.
2: Yes, yeah, so well, I've got two thousand and two. That can't
0: be it. Yeah, 2002. no, no, no. Yeah. 80, 83, 84. My, I, my memory might be going wrong because so four nil like be in, in, in eighty-four. Four nil in
1: eighty-four.
0: Four nil. That might, must. That be, must be. It was a big win. I knew it was yeah. a big win.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you
0: know, I mean, I, I was only, I was only uh, nine years old. So I mean, I was only three then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I remember yeah. going to. I'm sure, absolutely positive, it was um, West Brom, and it, it was one of the very, very first games my brother-in-law took me, because it's a similar situation to you, Rich, because I had two brother-in-laws, and they are both Millwall fans, so I used to go to Millwall games as well as, as Arsenal games as well, and um, that that was, yeah, one of the very, very first ones I went to, so it must be that one, 4-0. Yeah. No score towards Arsenal.
1: Was it That's- Graham Ricks? No, Paul, Ian Alex. Paul, Paul Davis scored a penalty, didn't he? That's bloody hell, yeah. Paul Davis scored yeah. a penalty, yeah. Was I was in the last one. was scored by it. Brian
0: Talbot. Brian Talbot, yeah.
1: yeah. right, yeah. I seats that game, I just remember it. I can just remember I, it. Was it, I remember it. Remember. was it either just before Christmas or just after Christmas? I'm it was right. 15th of December. Yeah. I never looked that bit up, I knew that. I didn't look that bit up, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was December. I just remember it being cold at Christmas and they were coming at Christmas and that. And yeah, I remember Paul Davies scored a penny. It was the only goal he scored that season, actually. Um, which yeah. was unusual for him because he normally popped up with a few. Um Bob Taylor, yeah, I do remember yeah, him. Yeah, I remember. I remember that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mm. Bob Taylor. Yeah, he was a decent lot of player for him in the lower leagues, as you said. He um, was. Yeah, we mentioned that before us. I think that they're gonna to respond to that five 0 It's the worst time to be playing them, I think, on that basis, really. I was quite I was quite upset that they lost 5-0 the other day because that's put it put this game a little bit more importance to them now, isn't it, I think, as well. Um, but, yeah, there's been some great moments. That 3-2 that you mentioned, Andrew, last game of the season, wasn't it, when um, we needed to win to make sure we finished above Tottenham in the top four. and Kishelmi yeah. yeah. Win. Their goalkeeper, um, was it… Dodgy um, keeper.
0: Dodgy keeper. Was Dodgy it, keeper. Uh, was it be began to pee. Uh, Pull-up. Pull-up. Oh, no, full-up. Full-up. Was, was it, it? Oh, Martin Bullock? Yeah. He, he had ball two ball. clangers. He's yeah, gone. yeah.
2: Left back score. Did Santos score? Yeah, Santos scored. The yes, he, he, he scored. I never the dodgy one. He scored, yeah, that was yeah, a, that was a, a,
0: goal, wasn't it? a yeah. bit of a screamer outside the box, like he normally did. Yeah, yeah. he was outside the yeah. long-range goal. Yeah, it's was, yeah, was good. good. Yeah, yeah. That
1: was a good day, that. When Cassini scored the winner, when the goalie dropped it, we
2: bought it. Yeah. We should that goalkeeper
1: on one of these shows, Richard. <laughs> yeah, man, he, he got us got the Champions think that year, didn't he? With yeah. his disastrous performance, and that He, probably, a, he should have a, um, a a statue outside the ground. Yeah, quite possibly. And it was. one tell you what,
0: Fabianski had a good game. though, in that um, that one, the, the League Cup game, he actually played quite well in that game. Fabianski, he, he scored, yeah. um, saved a, a really really good save in the penalty shootout. Yeah, he did. It was yeah. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah, wasn't that six five or so? That penalty. There was a lot of penalties that night, wasn't there? Four, right? I
0: think it was 5-4, I, I, oh, right, I think it right. was, 5-4. I think they, actually, no,
1: they missed two. Yeah, so I, mean, there was a few can't be. I remember there was a few misses and, and and before it was one. I think we missed one. I think they missed a couple. and They two, missed two. We
0: missed one. Yeah. So must have been 4-3 or 5. Yeah. Yeah, must I
1: can't remember. Unless it went to something. 5 happened, three. But, I but yeah, I, I know it seemed to go on for a long time. I remember that and getting mm. out game and you got like a two and a half hour drive home, which weren't a lot of fun, but at least we won, that's <laughs> the main thing. Um, which which was good, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, obviously that 3-2 was, was a big one, and I think it was, I don't know if you, you guys remember, there was a game where, it was again towards the end of the season at West Brom, Shavin was playing and Van Persie's but they both scored, I think we were 2-0 down, and there was massive um, um, unrest on in the Arsenal end away from home, because we needed to win that game, and I think we scored two late goals and got it back to 2-2, two, two, but it wasn't mm-hmm. enough, we needed to win and it was a really sort of toxic atmosphere, actually, in the away end that day. I don't know if you guys, or any of you guys, were there then. I, don't, uh, I remember that really, really bad atmosphere. Although we come back from two 0 down, normally you'd be quite tough to get a draw when you're two 0 down. Um, yeah. But um, I think remember there was that was a kind of bit of a toxic atmosphere there. But um, but you, I say not with the home fans because, like you said, the home fans at West Brom are great. I think usually they've always been um, a good ground. But yeah, that one kind of sticks in the head as well. Um, there was one in the 80s. Well, we played them last game of the season back in the 80s as well. When um, I think it was the season just before. I think it was actually, was, was it not on the day? I mean, Melbourne might be able to check. Was it not on the day of the Bradford Fire? We played West Brom away on that same day. Game that game? 1985, May 1985. Last game of the season. I'm sure we played West Brom away last game of the season. That year when the Bradford Fire was on. I seem to remember coming back from there and we was hearing about that. I'm sure it was. May 18- we drew two tour. Was that the tour one? Yeah, I think it was 2-0, yeah. Was that the same day yeah, as Bradford? 2 or West or Bradford. Brom. Away we through 2-0, scored for us.
2: Oh, Ian Allenson scored one and also an own goal. I don't know who scored
1: for West Brom. Do you
2: know Was the that like the same crowd was, was that
1: season? Was that the same day as the Bradford Fire? Oh, I, don't I don't know. Is my memory right? I seem to remember coming back from a game. I'm sure it was West Brom and we it was in the Bradford fire. Or was that... Some some other game maybe in Allington scored. Right. Yeah, yeah, we drew 13, two, two 000, yeah.
2: Thirteen thousand
1: people. Yeah. Oh. Game. yeah, there was probably only about five hundred. Or so, maybe a oh, thousand. Mm. Yeah, I seem to remember. I'm sure that might have been the day of Bradford Fire. But anyway, I remember. I just remember that if it was that. Yeah, eleventh of May, sixty-five was the Bradford Fire. And that was, Yeah, you're right. 11th of May. Yeah, I, thought it was, I seem to remember coming back on the train. Everyone was talking about the fire at Bradford and stuff. And I'm sure it was, it was West Brom that um, that it was. But, yeah, yeah that was it, for that reason, not, I can't remember any, anything about the game. I just remember that, obviously, the, the Bradford fire thing and everything like that, which was... Uh, which was horrible to hear about hear about that there. Mm. Brownie said he's, um, he's got 10-1 to 1 and Arsenal to win 3-0 today. Well, that, you should have just given me the money because you're not going to win. <laughs> <There's no way laughs> we'll talk about score predictions and stuff um, a bit later on. Um, if you're right,
0: I'll give you the money myself.
1: Yeah. A yeah, you know, <laughs> um, bit of family fortunes. I just, huh? I just can't see them losing 3-0 at home just after losing 5-0 at home. Um, I just don't think Big Sam's going to stand for that, is he? But we'll see. I mean, you never know. It's possible, I guess. Um, so what I went to move on to now was another kind of bit of this pro that's, um, that is quite popular. I know Melvin likes it as well. So, yeah, a bit like, unlike some of the other clubs that we've, Featured recently, I was scratching around a little bit to find some players that had played for both Arsenal and West Brom. Um, I don't think there's been that many actually over the years for some reason. And it's not a club that we tend to kind of uh, mix a lot of players with. Um, yeah, the two you learn from May ninety five. Yeah, yeah, my memory's not too bad. us at the moment, until dementia sets in. At the moment, yeah, I'm not too bad. <laughs> but I thought that was the same. Better just sticking Um So yeah, I wanted to start with. Um, this is a player I was going to start with. I mean, um, there's a, been a bit of a change. of I thought this was the furthest one back I could remember, but apparently it's not. So I don't know whether you guys remember this dude playing for Arsenal. I think Melbourne probably will. Yeah. Nice from what I... Re- I We're back take back. Him. Um, let's, let's get rid of that so we can see him properly. There we go. Um, yep. I believe, I don't know whether or not it's actually a fact, was he not the first black player to come through the Arsenal Academy and play for the first team? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if he was. I can't recall any before that. I think it probably was, yeah. I'm sure I read it somewhere that he had been. And then, obviously, later on in the 70s, we had Paul Davies come through and then, obviously, loads no, more.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure i have read somewhere that he was the first one. But I don't think he played that much for Arsenal, did he?
2: No, didn't hardly any. Hardly any games. He was mostly sub. I can't remember. He probably did. I can't remember any games where he actually started. He probably did. Like, he, he was only, obviously, a start if someone was injured. I mean, he was... Uh, a. Just about a squad player. He was okay. Was he I don't right- think they knew his real position. He was a full-back stroke midfielder. Yeah, right-back stroke midfielder. He was a, the, a bit like um, Ainsley making the nulls now, you know, where he hadn't actually fastened down one position. Yeah. A decent player, but
1: obviously he probably had a better right-back or midfielder at the time. And Obviously, he didn't have a He had a good career at West Brom, didn't he? Because he was part of that, side, wasn't he? Very he good, yeah. With, and with Regis and all them, and um, he, had, he, had a, he had a good afro as well. You gotta be, you gotta give him credit, absolutely
0: for that perfect too. microphone, yeah. afro.
1: afro. And I think that that's that's well, I thought he,
0: he might,
2: might be um, he, he could have been on the advert for combs, couldn't he? Those combs, afro <laughs> combs, he should have been doing that, shouldn't he? They've done well, more microphones, yeah. Yeah. No yeah. yeah. But he, he was, was very successful guy. for it, a very clever guy as well. Very articulate,
1: yeah. and he was chairman of the PFA. That's right, he was. Yeah, for a long time, actually. He's, I think Very he's still involved, involved along yeah, the line. Isn't he? Is he still not he doing something? Yeah. I don't think he's the chairman anymore, is he? But I think he's still involved. And yeah, he he had obviously got involved in all that as well. So, I mean, I, I think a lot of people probably didn't realise that he came through Arsenal's academy. You know, because he's more he's no, associated with Westbrook, isn't he? Because he played most of his career there, didn't he? That's I right. mean, do you remember him Andrew Marks? I don't suppose you remember him
0: actually for Not not so much if I'm if I'm completely honest, no. I don't remember seeing him play live or, or I think he might have left before I started going. What time yeah. were, I think he must left have about
1: seventy five, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Before my time, unfortunately, yeah. I have obviously
0: I remember, you heard about him and uh but know very little about him unfortunately as far as his Arsenal career goes. No, I Seventy
2: five. Seventy five he had Pat
1: Rice. I mean, what chance yeah. he you have, really? Yeah. 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 That's, that's, but I, say I, I do remember him playing for West Brom. i see him play live for West Brom a few times when, when we played and stuff like that. So um, he was a good player in the end, but just not really for us. Um, so there was actually one even before that time, which I'd forgotten about. Melbourne actually reminded me before we came home, because I didn't realise he'd played for West Brom. I knew he managed them. It was this guy, of course. Hmm. Um, has he gone? Don't know. What,
2: top man, top man. Yeah, so you can
1: you can
0: buy that uh, kit again, can't you? That, yeah, that, that top that he's got on there, you can buy that. that you you can, yeah,
1: you can buy that tracksuit, which is it's a pretty decent tracksuit. I do, um, I, like I saw him play series, yeah.
2: when he signed from West Brom. He he was not the youngest of players when we signed him. He was got he was like the end of his career, but he was a great servant to the club. He really he was a full-back, played right full-back. And though he had better years earlier with West Brom, he done, he very he, he was so good for us. He was experienced. We had a few youngsters coming into the team, like Peter Story, who played left back. Though he was right-footed when he first came in at the team, there wasn't obviously you can't get rid of Don How because he was so good and he nurtured all the other players. Um, in fact, I saw his last game. He broke his leg in his the last game he played at home to Blackpool. Tony Waiters was the goalkeeper, and he went on one of his forays up the other side of the up to the top of the pitch. Goldie came out, fifty-fifty ball, not even a foul. To be honest with you, it was like one of those things that happened. They stretched him off and that was the last time he kicked the ball for the Arsenal. Then a few years later he came back, as you know, working for Bertie Mead as a yeah. trainer stroke coach and the rest is history. And yeah, everyone in the game who's ever met him hasn't got bad word to say about him. No,
0: nah, Everyone's right.
2: got a lot of respect
0: for him.
1: With England yeah. as well, don't forget. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah
0: cool. Very, yeah, very, yeah. yeah. Very, very good for England as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, when I first started going to Arsenal early 80s, he was assistant to Terry Neal and then, of course, 1983, when Terry Neal got fired, he took over. And actually, for a while, I was really surprised because he was a very good defensive coach, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Really, really good at organising a defence. So I was really surprised when he took over as manager. Um, we actually played really attacking football for about a year. Um, we led the first division at one time for a little while. We you know, we had Charlie Nicholas, Tony Woodcock, Paul Marinow. We almost had three, three forwards playing. Um, quite a modern style, actually. Um, back in the mid-80s. And Don Howe was the manager at that time. And unfortunately, we were very leaky defensively, which was surprising, actually, when you think about what a great defensive coach he was. And yet, when he Mm -hmm. took over, we were quite poor defensively, letting lots of goals, but scored lots of goals. Great team to watch, actually, for a while. Um, And, of course, in the end, he he left, didn't he, under slightly um, sort of bad circumstances, wasn't it? Because I think we'd we'd approached Terry Venables, I think it was, to take over. Yeah. And he found out, didn't he? And I remember there was a game against Coventry at home where I think he quit. We won 3 0 and then he quit after the game. Um, and yeah. we had to out of the season, I think, with Steve Bertenshaw in charge, which was a you bit don't see that
0: anymore, do you? Just someone walking out, out of, uh, you no, know, no. just because of uh, their morals and stuff. It's no, not, amazing. At all. It's
2: not quite the same. And he left us in 70, I don't know whether it's 72, 3 or 4, I'm not sure. When he was the coach, he was the trainer to Bertie Me. Yeah. I went to west brom. West brom. Yeah, exactly what well, the thing i was going to say was well, west brom came calling and his heart was obviously that was an arsenal man you know? when your the first club comes calling and he would have been the manager not just the, yeah. the coach he was all the players highly rated him as the coach the double team really rated him but he wanted to do his own thing which is fair enough and he wanted and when they come calling he how could you say no and, he, and then he then he came back here yeah, as you say years later
1: he, he was a Brummie as well, actually, wasn't he? So I guess it's his hometown club, probably West Brom as well, because I know he was from yeah. that part of the world, wasn't yeah. he? So. Probably. Um, but yeah, well, and, um, I said it was quite a shame in the end how, how he ended up leaving the club. But having said that, it, it was a lot of his young players that he put into the team, such as Tony Adams, Martin Keogh, David Rocastle, He gave all them sort of players their debut in the first team, Niall Quinn, Martin Hayes, all players that would go on and... Women, is it Paul Davis as well? Time. Richard, was Paul Davis one of those? Paul Davies was Terry Neal kind of, but he was obviously at the club. Oh, right. as well. Paul, oh, right. Terry Neal was the manager when Paul Davies broke into the team. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he brought in a lot of the young players into their first team who ended up having a lot of success. George Graham built his team around, actually, when he took over. So um, I think Don Howe needs to get quite a lot of credit for that early success that we had um, then as well, because it was a lot of his players that he kind of brought through, the youngsters. So, um, But yeah, I mean, obviously Arsenal legend Don Howe, and the only reason why I'd forgotten about him earlier wasn't because I, I didn't know his West Brom connection. I didn't realise he'd played for him. I knew he'd managed them. I didn't realise that he'd played for them before. Um, but, yeah, I mean, absolutely great player. Um, and another player who um, a little bit more uh, recent times, I guess. I'm, I know we we'll all we we'll know this, this guy. He's been on quite a few podcasts as well, actually. Um, oh, yeah. Recent years. Uh, of course, a great player for Arsenal. Um, and of course, he he did well at West Brom as well, didn't he? Because he um, helped well, them stay yeah. up that year when they were bottom of the league at Christmas,
0: and
1: yeah. no one had ever stayed up. And he was he was part of that team that they survived on the last day. And I know he he spoke about that before. What a great day that was! You know that that uh, the last game of the season when they won stay played up. a big so part in that, didn't he? He did. Yeah, the second half of that season. I think he joined them halfway through the season. Um, and yeah, scored so six I goals, what, I think. Yeah, and West Brom fans yeah. uh, got a lot of time for him, actually. and they
2: really Well, it's the same with any club he's been to. You think about the four main teams in the Premiership that he's played for. Well, they all yeah. love him. Yeah. Because he just gives up the He was good at what he did. He was, You, you, could know, not, no you couldn't get anyone top. that worked harder,
0: could you? He, he did everything. No. He left everything yeah. on the pitch all the time, Kev. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. No, no thrills, just get on with it. You knew what you were going to get with Kevin Campbell. You knew every time what you were going to get. And he, and he delivered every single time and uh yeah. he was he didn't have a and like um though he was tough bloody hell he was tough but he didn't have a what oh, you yeah. call a nasty bone in his body he wouldn't like make a, you know look for fights basically he just did the job which was brilliant absolutely brilliant
0: his uh yeah. his thighs were like my chest and i remember when he was on my my podcast i, I mentioned that to him and i think you go probably uh, embarrassed him a bit but i said i swear to god you've, you had thighs that stuart pierce would be jealous of you know he <laughs> Bloody yeah. massive! His, his legs. He, he never push him off the ball. Yeah, I remember, he, um, I he thrived it. under pressure. I mean, yeah, he did the same for Everton. He kept them up uh, one season yeah. as well. Came in yeah. from Everton, when he came back from where was it Turkey? He was playing, and yeah, Turkey, he, he yeah. immediately scored something like nine goals in eight games or something. Right, K- yeah. And kept them up yeah. as well. So really good under pressure. What a, he just put everything into his performances every
1: week, uh, Kev. Really got no, nothing but respect for him. Yeah, no, he was. I just felt a little bit Arsenal towards the end. He was maybe in the shadows of being right a little bit too much, um, and I think he maybe struggled a little bit with, with that, didn't he, towards the end of his Arsenal? Mm. Yeah, fantastic player, I thought. And you said to say about his thighs. I remember watching him in the. Uh, I think it was already used him on the reserves before he even broke into the first team. Mm. He was about 17, 18 year old, and even then he was massive. And you thought this guy oh, no. is what an absolute beast. And he, you know, he burst into the scene and. Uh, and he was brilliant, wasn't he? Well, you know, with his strength and stuff like that as well, which was... Um, was yeah, you know, quite... people
0: going on about Balogun now and his record in the youth team. You, you just you just have a look at what <laughs> Kevin Campbell's um, record was um, in the youth team as well. Now, it, yeah. absolutely phenomenal. His goal-scoring record for the under-18s and stuff, I incredible.
1: Am. Phenomenal <laughs> record. And Joel, all right, mate? How you doing? Thanks for... Thanks for tuning in. Um, So yeah, I mean, I say Kevin Campbell brilliant. What, what a great player. Like you said, every, every club he's been at doesn't haven't got a bad word to say about him because he, no. like, he was a, a 100% player, wasn't he? Um Now, one a bit more a recent, actually, a player that I quite liked at Arsenal, but I never felt really got the credit he deserved. Um, and now at West Brom, I still think he's at West Brom now, isn't he? He plays yeah. now for the Yeah. I know he got sent off didn't he earlier in the season? I don't know if he's got yeah. his place back in the team, actually. I've not watched a lot of West Brom. Um, I always That's liked him actually. I thought he was he was a decent enough left back. Yeah, I think he, he struggled with that, and obviously he, he was in the team not long after Ashley Cole had gone, and he wasn't as good as Ashley Cole, obviously, and maybe he suffered a little bit because of that, and he never really held down a regular place, did he? Unfortunately, but I always kind of um i always liked him actually i always thought he was uh... i don't think he made that many
0: mistakes he, he was just blighted by injuries again unfortunately as, as so many other yeah. of our players have been and I've, I've been listening to like old podcasts like during the lockdown and stuff and there was no football going on i went back and revisited uh like the old tuesday clubs and and uh ask cars and that from years gone by and i'm listening to so many week after week and every, you know, always so much praise for kieran gibbs he really you know, he was doing really well. He was in the England team, don't forget. But then yeah. he'd break down again and he'd be out the team for quite a while and um yeah. he never really oh. had that real full flow again, uh, where he could just command a first team place. But I really liked him. He was a really good player. Oh, yeah. and he even enough. looked like Ashley Cole, didn't he? You know, yeah, the way bit, he played yeah, and bit, stuff. Yeah. I mean he wasn't so, yeah, uh, quite as obviously as good as you were saying, but he, the way he played and the way he looked, he it looked like a bit of a a clone of Ashley Cole, and I thought he was a good player. He didn't really let us down, Kieran Gibbs, no. to be honest. He, he never I mean, let, let us, us today. That, that he never let down. I wasn't his biggest fan.
2: I'll be honest with you, gentlemen. I wasn't his biggest fan. He was he was okay. He was decent. But for me, what the criticism I used to have at him, I used to sit there and think to myself, why do you keep giving it back? You could go forward with it. Why do you keep giving it back? It might have been a little bit to do with confidence with his injuries, but that's fair Those, But it's still. With me, yeah. uh, as you say, you can't class him to Ashley Cole, obviously not. But going forward, he never took the opportunity, in my opinion, to go forward as much as he could have done. he would always look for the yeah, back, yeah maybe sideways back, well, a bit like Kolasinac on speed, you know?
0: Don't you um, also think, though, that a lot of it... I, I, I do agree with you, Melvin. He, he wasn't as good as... nowhere near as good attacking as Ashley Cole. But because he came so soon straight after Ashley Cole... Because there was a lot of similarities there, and he come through the academy, and he was unfairly compared to Ashley Cole yeah, all the time as I well. Agree. And and, and yeah. you're never going. I felt that that's a bit unfair, really, because he's well, never well, he did not He wasn't to the next back to Ashley Cole, was he? No, he but, but it was been? soon after that, wasn't he? Didn't was, have after that as well? Well, yeah, he uh, was already in the in the team, wasn't
1: he? Yeah. that's I, what I, I mean. So it's not like the through I think, he no, came the academy. I think that's why, and he was in the team not long after. I think he made his debut a year after Ashley Cole went, Kieran Gibbs. I know he, he wasn't a regular for a few years after that. He was in the squad and he would play in the odd game. And I do feel he was negatively compared to Ashley Cole. I agree with Andrew. And I never because of the academy. Yeah, I think no. so, yeah. And it wasn't that no, long no. after. But I remember his header off the line in the whole cup final. We were 2-0 down. It would have been... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Beast. That, that was, was a brilliant answer to That was... That was, was we, hot we would have lost that game. Was it yeah, three that, and a half in that ten minutes? That changed our
0: history,
2: boys. That could have changed yeah, our history. Was, Put the yeah, picture you
0: know? back up of him, and uh, you'll see why he did that. Look at his neck. <laughs> yeah. Look how yeah, long his got, neck is. He's got a long <laughs> neck. Of
1: neck. But, yeah. It was, it was just as well he had it on that particular day, because... That exactly, was yeah. yeah. Um, and so we would have been three-nil down, and that would have been a disaster. So whatever else he achieved in his Arsenal career, which was a yeah, lot. He said that's probably the, the highlight yeah, for of that, me yeah. his whole Arsenal career, that, that one particular header, because that was uh, so important for um, for that winning that particular game. Um, another player who I really, really, really enjoyed watching at Arsenal, and I'm sure West Brom fans enjoyed him as well, was this uh-huh. dude. Loved him. One of my favourites. What a player. He was fantastic, wasn't he? He, he is... He played. Sorry, sorry he's I was played say,
0: he no, is. The reason I like players like him is like the reason I like Pepe, because he's it, it, just so unpredictable. And he, I mean, he—loads of people have said this before, and as, as I have as well. But you never knew what he was going to do because he never knew what he was going to do. He looked so ungainly yeah. uh, in lots of cases, but the skill was just phenomenal, and I love players like that. And I, I, yeah. I, I do find little similarities between him and Pepe. And, I just love him. Absolutely love Carnu. And uh, yeah, totally underrated. I think yeah, no. he used to
2: play with not only a smile on his face, he used to play with a smile on his boots, didn't he? He was such a delight. Yeah. Looked like he was he was, he was like, he could have played football for the Harlem Globetrotters, couldn't he? He was that type of yeah, player.
0: Yeah.
2: It, uh, it was so good to watch it. Every time he got the ball, you thought, as you say, Ed, what's he, what's he going to do? And I think, it. You know, I, I only hope Pepe is half as good as he yeah, was. Because he was a, yeah. he used to put goalkeepers on the deck. He'd do a little shimmy yeah, he'd, and a, yeah. a dive over there, and he just still had the ball at his feet. He hadn't moved. The shoulders. Who was are, the goal? It was the, who
0: was that no touch goal, which was actually a bit of a fallacy? He did actually touch the ball before it went over the line. But remember that dummy he did around a goalkeeper in the Champions League? Who was that? Was that yeah, again? Yeah. Scala- I remember it. I don't know who's against,
2: against.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was like amazing. Against
2: yeah. Remember the flick against Benishbari? Six one or something. The 15-minute uh, yeah. 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 hat-trick
0: against Chelsea is one of the highlights of yeah. my Arsenal yeah. support in life. I mean, I've never known excitement like that. I mean, pouring rain. Last 15 minutes. Oh, what a... I mean, that last goal. <laughs> what a goal that was. I mean, talk no about lifting fought, it off man, the mate. old who stadium. Been, who would have even thought of doing that? Going around and keeping it oh, out, based on the line and scoring.
1: No one would have thought of that. You'd think of crossing ah. it or... Coming I mean, back and getting a better angle, he just won't. Well, now I'm scoring. I don't
0: care. I mean, yeah, the one one the, biggest brilliant. pairs of feet you've ever seen as well. What size 15s weren't they? His boots, size 15. You could have paddled down the Thames in those. Yeah, <laughs> no, he was
2: he, was. he was great. He was brilliant. And he still, he's got his heart in the Arsenal as well. Though he played for a lot of other clubs. Yeah. He played they came from the academy at Ajax. He still was on Twitter the other day talking about Arsenal. He really likes the club. Yeah. You know, it's great yeah. to see that. Yeah.
1: I just remember when we when we first signed him, the first sort of year or so, he, he was just as Andrew said, so unpredictable. And at that particular time he was something completely different. i have never ever seen a footballer like him before oh. in my life. <laughs> and here he was, like, you know, going through you thinking, what are you doing? And suddenly it's got an amazing goal. And he just think, Wow, and he was just, one of the players that literally took your breath away sometimes with what he did. He was like a daddy long legs, wasn't he? It's yeah, the way he worked, moved around. He, like a daddy he, he didn't look like
2: he was very a, intelligent though. His movement was oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He used to move his body and the defender used to go one way and then the ball came to him. He, yeah, could, yeah. he was he was he was very underrated I thought. I thought he very
0: good. Uh, I Do, you know, do you know, yeah. a few? well maybe a year ago maybe longer I did um like a knockout tournament thing on Twitter uh, of the greatest um cult heroes of all time for Arsenal and I, I whittled it down I think it was from 32 um in continuous sort of polls and yeah he won that he won it by a landslide really? and um yeah yeah absolutely you know I, I went right back it was a really good actually i'll do something similar again but he, he um yeah he he was comp- every single poll that he went through in the knockout he just won it by a landslide canu so i he was um i don't think he gets there as not the respect he deserves but <sighs> I don't know, when you understudy to David, Dennis Bergkamp, and, uh, you know, what are going to do, eh? But whenever he came into the team, I absolutely yeah. loved watching him. I just... Never let us down when he came in. Oh, He's no, never no. Let us down. no De- def- didn't he
1: play definitely
2: not. In the, when we beat United to win the title on the Monday night? Didn't
0: he play because Bergkamp wasn't playing that night? He must have played that night. Yeah, he did. I'm sure he did. Yeah, What is that? Remember? The, um, we didn't have Vieira? The, no, we had Vieira, so we didn't have Bergkamp. Was it the Todd? The Todd goal yeah. you are on about? Yeah, the Will goal. Yeah, yeah. Cool I'm about. sure he did have played up front with Todd. yeah. He, yeah. He, he ran his socks, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And yeah. Do you know what? That's the other thing about him. He, he always, always looked knackered even from minute one. Yeah. But he yeah. wasn't, but he looked it. <laughs> do, you remember, do you know what he didn't I mean? That longer, didn't he? That long yeah. Yeah, he looked like he was absolutely shattered from like, the, just from kickoff. But he and obviously he wasn't. Didn't he wasn't but was. Didn't he have some heart problem? That's um, what well, yeah, he got. him. Yeah, yeah his heart was
1: like a donut.
0: Oh, he had yeah, hold he a hole heart. in the heart. They said
2: hole in the heart or something, didn't they? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, mean, the I mean there's some operation, and a lot of clubs were put off signing him for that reason. But obviously Arsenal got him, and, mm. and yeah. maybe that's why he looked knackered. Maybe that was maybe that was why. But um, yeah, he, he yeah, always he said, speed didn't matter to him. He was no. two minutes in front of uh, everybody else in the mind." Yeah, he was yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was a moral player, As I say he was just he would, He didn't look like a footballer after time when he was on the pitch, but. Right. He, uh, the ball, And he was just unbelievable. A great player. He was quicker
0: than you think, though, as well, actually, deceptively quick because he, next, he looked like he was ambling, but one yeah. of his strides was like three right. normal person strides, you know. Yeah, exactly. just,
1: yeah, he uh, right. yeah. Yeah.
0: If he was put through on goal, I don't think anyone was going to catch him. He wasn't like lightning, but he was pretty quick. Um, yeah, he just looked so ungainly, and that's what I loved about him. But the yeah. skill was incredible. And that, that, that dummy he did in that uh, Euro- European game was just phenomenal.
1: Yeah, he, yeah. He, he was underrated, as Mark says, yeah, I think we were yeah, yeah. right. Right. very underrated, and uh, he had magic in his boots, he
0: certainly had magic, yeah, there was no doubt it. Oh, about I did, I'd I, do anything, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wish he could have had a bit more, you know, a few more appearances, but like I said, the team that he was part of, he didn't really have a chance, but what a player to have in reserve, I mean, God, Cornu yeah. in
1: reserve, what would do for that now, eh? I mean, you, you can imagine if he'd played for Arsenal a bit at a different time, when we didn't have Burkham, we didn't have Henri, we didn't have all those players, he'd have played every single week and he'd have been amazing. But he yeah. had to maybe he played a bit of a bit part role because of the other players that we had. But what I like, you said, what a what a substitute to have, what a player to come in when you needed him, um, just unbelievable. But yeah, fantastic player. And I think he, he did pretty well for West Brom as well, from what I remember. Didn't remember him scoring quite a few. I think oh, he scored well. against, didn't he? He scored against yeah. us, didn't he? I remember him for West did, Brom? Yeah. Portsmouth
0: and, um, as well. He is that for? Well. As well, yeah. Didn't he yeah. score against us for Portsmouth as well? Yeah, I seem to remember. Yeah, I think he I
1: think he did. A, yeah, everyone yeah. scores against us when they've left. Exactly, yeah, it's obvious, the, par for the course. Yeah, I seem to remember one one goal. He didn't celebrate, did he, when he scored? I might have been the Portsmouth one. I think when he he was, in, I think he was in front of the Arsenal fans, and he didn't celebrate, did he? he? Sort of stood there and even no. oh, you know
0: even even his celebration is fairly
1: similar to pepe's what he used to do like yeah like that. i mean that pepe right, just yeah. does that
0: but he used to go yeah
1: oh, it has right. be great yeah we we mentioned that just before That's a fantastic memory of carno yeah unbelievable that was i say that third goal was just the most amazing goal i think i've ever seen to score from that yeah. angle but even think about it you could score from that angle let alone carry it out and do <laughs> Richard, did you see how we beat the goalkeeper? He was on the byline, the goalkeeper, and he beat
2: him on the byline. It doesn't make sense. It's a bit of a yeah. dynamo magic. Uh, you know that dynamo geezer? Yeah, it's a yeah. bit <laughs> of that, I mean, like, Did I just see that correctly? How did you get David through Blown. the goalkeeper on the line yeah. when he was on the line?
1: And then score from the it. ball. It's just a ridiculous goal, honestly. It's a ridiculous goal. Yeah. But it summed him up, really, because he'd done it's the unexpected exactly. and he could do it and pull it off. And he did it on that particular day and... On many other occasions as well. So I'm, I
0: mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say it's probably one of my top five Arsenal moments. That up, that 15 minute hat trick.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. For, for, for sheer oh, yeah, excitement, yeah. it's yeah.
0: got to be up. Got to be right up there. It's fantastic.
1: down, yeah, from two nil down mm. against Chelsea as well. I mean, what what a what a great um, what a great moment that was. And to, just just and say to, that to get your hat trick <laughs> in a goal like that. Mm. <laughs>
2: He he um he also though, he reminds you of Bellerin to a degree, doesn't he? Not very good at taking the throw ons. Do you remember that FA Cup tie against Sheffield United? Oh. oh
0: he didn't
1: take it. He didn't <laughs> take, no, it, he did take it. He scored he was it.
0: Miles yeah. No, he scored it. Carnew overmile Yeah, Carly crossed it, didn't he? Oh, he I do beg your pardon, yeah, but I don't think he didn't do the throwing, did he? I think no, I I he threw it it, miles. No, no. No, no, he 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 crossed it into the box.
1: Ray Parlour took the throw, throw it into the and corner. Sorry, yeah, yeah, over, score. That was that was actually Carnu's debut, and um, <laughs> and ended up Arsene Wenger ended up blaming it on the fact that he didn't understand the rules in English football. Because <laughs> <was a, laughs> <laughs> that was that was a that was a funny moment actually. Which uh, I tell you what, though, that, that doesn't get enough. Um,
0: he doesn't get enough credit for replaying that game. Imagine that nowadays. No, I agree. No one else would have done that. No one else would have No. no. no who, else, who else? has ever done that? I mean, that's, that's true. That was... that's a good point. Good point.
2: Can you got to remember, the... Andrew, Andrew matter the team we are, sometimes we will always be the Arsenal.
0: Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah.
1: So can you imagine Can I how... say the
0: last? Can I say can you... the last one I've got written down? Another player. Now go on.
1: Nicholas and Elka. We're you know what? I
0: didn't write Nicholas Anilka down, and I don't know why I didn't have Nicholas Anilka. He had... I uh, as well, as well. I oh, mean, what a glorious, glorious career he had at West Brom. Do you remember? He, he literally just walked out at one stage. He got fined. He did that um, That gesture. I can't remember what it's called. It's it's like some, it was, a
2: Nazi gesture. A Nazi yeah, he got,
0: he got a big fine for that. Uh, I think in the end... <laughs> He actually just walked out, and I think he ca- had his contract cancelled. He got he got given fourteen days' notice of termination in the end from from West Brom for um, gross misconduct. Right.
1: I mean, I, I <laughs> never mentioned it, I remember him playing for West Brom, but he'd completely. I know he played for loads of loads of clubs, didn't he? Bolton was one that stuck in my mind, I mean, but I didn't actually associate with West Brom. But you're right, he did. I never. remember yeah. I never
2: remember him playing for West Brom. Yeah, yeah. it was, a it was very, right at the back
1: end of his career. It was mentioned in his doc- that documentary on him, wasn't it? It was mentioned in
2: that.
1: Yeah, uh, it was, uh, uh, it was an
0: absolute that. dreadful uh, spell. I mean, he should never have been there, but he was going. When he went there, he was going to. Um, he, he said, "I'm going to finish my career in England with West Brom and blah blah blah." But I think it was very very quick afterwards. He walked out of a training session and said, "I'm retiring." And I think he came back um, about a week or two afterwards and got reintegrated. Um, then he did that Nazi thing and got mm. to ban for that and fine. And then he came back into the team again. And then what was? I can't the last straw. Something else happened. Didn't
1: he? Didn't
0: he, say he didn't want to really join West Brom, and he didn't. Have, he joined but them. He did. Yeah, it, but, he, but he did. But yeah. he did come back and then they yeah. they i can't remember what it was that the final straw that they gave him 14 days notice and just for gross misconduct and and sacked him yeah they actually sacked him it's called so Quinell. Word, but anyway terrible Quinell. spell Quinnell. it was called the, that's the right that celebration yeah
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 but i don't know yeah. they wanted him to go on some uh, course and he refused some anti ah, that's whatever, it. It. Oh, yeah. yeah, that'd yeah. be it then. Anti racist course, racism course yeah.
0: wouldn't do it.
1: No, no, I'd, I'd completely forgotten about that, but yeah, that's a that's a good point because it was quite a turbulent spell he had at West Brom, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, dreadful. Then
1: <laughs> he had a turbulent spell at a few clubs, didn't he? To be fair, it was only uh, about six, seven years ago, wasn't it? I think it was what,
2: 2014, 2014, yeah, 2014, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: 14, yeah. not that 14, like 14, long ago, yeah. is it? No, it's <sighs> not really. I'm I forgot about that, so that was that was good. Good remembering there, Andrew, because I've completely forgotten that. Um, Joel says obviously Bellerin understands the rules of English football well, he doesn't understand to take like a throw in, does he? very well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he's easy to stay with played for. yeah, that's a good point, actually, because he, he played for most teams in the Premier League at some point, didn't he? Um, his shirt's too tight, yeah, he probably is too tight, yeah. But then you know, when you've got a body like that, why would you not wear a tight shirt, Russ? Quite simply, I mean, it's you know.
0: the straight jacket he wears.
1: Why, why would you why would you not? Oh, back to the
0: strait jacket. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you get your girdle for Christmas, by the way, Melvin? And sports. Yeah, it's bro? a bit too tight though. Uh, just let
1: it out a bit. Yeah, just let it out a little bit, yeah, you'll be fine. Um another player who probably had a better career at West Brom than at Arsenal was this guy. Do we remember him?
2: Hell. I do who, a reserve. Who's that? Reserve. Yeah. I, I recognise the face can't a name to it. Kyle
1: Bartley. What's the first
0: letter? Oh Kyle yeah, Kyle Carl Bartley. Green. Oh no, I'm, holes thinking holes, about... I'm thinking of Isaac Hayden. <laughs> Got mixed up, but they're both yeah, they centre backs, aren't much, they?
1: Right? They do look quite.
0: I... Isaac yeah. Hayden played in midfield in that um, League Cup game I went. I was talking about earlier. Funnily yeah, enough, did, yeah. right, yeah. weird I mean, midfield that day. Back. Bartley was a
1: central defender, wasn't he? he ended up playing for Swansea mm-hmm. as well. But he, I think he had a That's decent it. career at West Brom. He never really made it at Arsenal. I think he played one, of, one or two appearances in maybe the League Cup or something for Arsenal, and that was it. Um, unfortunately for him, he didn't really make it. But he had a decent career elsewhere. I think he got promoted with Swansea. I think he got promoted with West Brom. So he did all right. He had a decent. He was career. really highly
0: thought of in the academy. Yeah. He
1: really was. I think the he was on stage. the list of playing England at one point. Actually, he, he was mentioned. When he, I think that might have been when he was at West Brom.
0: Is um,
2: it? Is it true to say he he? he was playing for West Brom and doing very well the same time that we could have done with a decent centre-half. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It yeah. just shows you, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Same with Isaac
1: Hayden. Some players, same Hayden. Play they for make it did they? Another one who, who didn't really make it at Arsenal. I'm not really sure what he did at West Brom, if I'm honest. I don't know if you remember this guy, anybody?
0: <sighs>
2: I know. I know.
1: first name? First letter of the first name? J.
2: His initials are JT. J. It's not John it, Terry. No, is it the. Um, has he got a double barreled
1: name? No, no, no. Uh, can't think.
2: Wow. No, I, I think recognize remember. him.
1: I recognize his face. I'm not yeah. sure if he actually played for the first team, but I think, again, he might have played a League Cup game, one or two League Cup games. I don't think he played a Premier League game. It was Jerome Thomas. Oh, Jerome of course. Thomas. The winger oh, on the wing. wing. Yes. Yeah. On the wing. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't know how he did, how many games he played for West Brom, um, or what his career, what happened to his career after he left Arsenal. I know he had a very, very brief time at Arsenal, and then he got West Brom. Um, what about? I think
0: he played a bit. Jay Bothroyd? Well. Jay played uh, come through our academy as
1: well. I'm sure he played for both. Did He play for West Brom. I think. I don't so. think he
0: played for West Brom.
1: No, I don't but think he did. did. I think he's someone who I was thinking of, and I'm not sure if he played for West Brom. Was Emmanuel Thomas? You remember Jay Emmanuel Thomas? That's what yeah. I was thinking about when you said JT. That's the guy I was yeah. thinking of. You yeah, but City, I,
2: City, didn't he? Yeah, Bristol
1: but he, in Ipswich as well. He played for Ipswich. Ipswich. Yeah, but oh, I don't know if he played for West Something. I but when you when I just actually mentioned that JT, that's what came into my and I'm thinking. I think I that's think why come in my mind. mind. Yeah,
0: that's in, it's what I was trying to think of as well, Melvin. To be perfectly honest, I as well. I, really I, I could not
1: actually, he, he might have done. You, you're um, talking about
2: the one who went to Bristol City. Which was strange about him. I saw him playing the youth team a bit because they were a very successful youth club, uh, team, and they—I think they won the final a couple of years in a row—and he was the captain of the team. And yet, yeah. for being captain of the youth
1: team, he never got a chance, which I thought was a bit strange. Hmm. He played against us. I'm sure in the League Cup semi-final, 2010 for Ipswich. I'm sure he played against us in those two legs in that two-legged semi-final for Ipswich against us. Actually, Emmanuel Ty. Um, Russ says Bartley played for Glasgow Rangers. I didn't know that, actually. I didn't know he played for Glasgow Rangers. Um, right. Anybody knows what happened to Jerome Thomas as well, wh- where he ended up playing? Because um, oh, I don't yeah. know very much about what happened to him after he left Arsenal and West Brom. I don't know where he went. I don't Marks. <laughs> what about and Jerome Thomas? You know yeah, um, yeah, so I don't really know what happened too much about him. Um, and actually, there's only one more player that I've got that... Um, I've got a picture of, and you'll probably recognise him. Although, again, he didn't make much of a career at Arsenal. Although, I think his face will look very familiar. Do you know who that is?
2: No. Um, No. Sorry, you've done us here. You've done us like like Kipper. You don't know who that is? You don't recognise
1: his face a little bit? It's not Quincy. I'm only only looking at his face. (laughs) Well... I tell you, it is. His brother, plays, his brother still plays for Arsenal now. Oh, well, um, oh Chris Willock. Willard. 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 Chris Willock. Yeah, Chris Willock. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, Chris Willock, yeah. Again, I don't there, know is, what his career at West Brom was like.
0: Isn't he there? One on of them I thought he come back on well. well.
1: Didn't one of them go abroad or something? I mean, yeah, was the yeah other one. Benfica That's or the somewhere. That wasn't Chris, was it? That was the other one, wasn't it? Because there's
0: three of them, isn't it? No, it's Chris. Yeah, Chris was it. So he was in Portugal and I'm sure he came back to um, West Brom on loan recently.
1: Right. I, I, I don't know. I might I, be wrong, but uh, he's definitely there's, back there's in the three, UK. Isn't there? There's three of the Willocks. One of them was in, was in Portugal, as you said. Um, but, uh, uh, Brownie says there uh, he came to Cardiff on loan. He was terrible. I don't know. I think he means Jerome Thomas, actually. That that, that might be who he means on that one, quite possibly. But, so, but. Uh, a couple, more, couple a couple more, Richard. Couple more. I think. I think. I'm. i think I'm all out now. I'll just have a look through my pictures. Yeah, I think that's it. That's all I've got. Well, just so... a
2: couple. He never played a lot for us on both. Well, one of them didn't play a lot for us. I'm not sure how long he, how much he played for West Brom in a moto. Did he play
1: for West Brom? Did he? Yeah. 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 Oh. And the other one
2: we've missed out. You, you've missed it out because. With painful things, you forget about painful things, don't you, Richard? We all do. You know?
1: Gnabry. Yeah, yeah Gnabry, yes. Um, Gnabry. Russ mentioned Gnabry, him yeah. before, actually. Um, He'd he put him as one of the ones there. He actually mentioned Jerome Thomas as well. Um, oh, well done. But yeah, Gnabry was one that I did forget about. He, was he only loan at West Brom? He didn't actually yeah, know, yeah. Couldn't make him quite know.
2: into the first team with a great manager there. Yeah. Didn't think he was good enough. Yeah, the ex manager Tony
1: yeah, yeah, Joel says there he's, he's worried that we're going to do the same with Balogun that we did with Gnabry, not give him a chance and end up pushing absolutely. him on. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's looking as though that could well be the case. Actually, um, yeah, Chris Willock Chris Gullock Benfica. There you go. It was it was Chris Willock that went to Benfica. Um, it was Brandon, you know, Inamoto also played for Cardiff, and he said, "Yeah, he was talking about Thomas and Inamoto as well." So. Seems like Arsenal, West Brom and Cardiff have got a little bit of a stream going of rather average players by looking at it. <laughs> it's uh, QPR that will looks at at the moment. Oh, is he at QPR, is he? Where, where's the other yeah. one at? The other brother? Where, where's, where's he at now? Well, I'm not there were sure. three of them, wasn't there, uh, initially, that all came through yeah. Arsenal. One of them. Didn't one of them play for
2: Man United for a little bit? I'm not sure. I think one of them played for Man United.
1: yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I know there's, there's three of them um, in total. And um, Hussein saying here that uh, Omar Rikik is on his way to Arsenal. Medical booked. He's a central defender as well, isn't he? Well, Saliba's on his way out, isn't he? I think that's been quite clear. Who's Omar um, Rikik? Who's he play for? Um, not sure. Uh, is
2: Leipzig. Is he any good? Do you know anything, you know
0: anything about him? Eighteen-year-old centre back. He's eighteen. Yeah. yeah, it's coming back into the uh, for the under twenty three. Andrew got older, older centre halves on
1: loan. <laughs> I know that could be all well right. Matty Willock played for Man United. Yeah, he did. There you go. Yeah. Um, Chris Willock's at QPR and Matt is at Gillingham. Well, them two haven't done so well for themselves, have they? But anyway, at least they're still they're still in the game, which is the main thing. They're still playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, which is which is right. Um, so yeah, good stuff. So, yeah, I think uh, that might be it, unless anyone can think of anybody else, unless Nothing Russ necessary. might have a few more, because Russ seems to, um, Russ has got Google tied to his brain, so let's see if Russ can come up with anyone else. I mean, everyone that he <laughs> mentions, we have now gone through. I think Serge and everyone. Yeah, we've done. We, we, we exhausted, that one. Yeah, I think we have, yeah. I think that's probably about it. It was a bit a bit more than I thought, actually, in the end, and There was a couple that I missed. Um, Oh, he's from Herford Berlin, who saying just said, 19-year-old from Herford Berlin. Uh, the Berlin um, apologies, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I know there's been talk about him in the last week or so, which is well, I'm kind of I don't know much. We signed about. him
0: in the summer, but we didn't get it done in time.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it does seem strange that we're buying another teenage centre half and we've got one already that's not played. Seems crazy. Again, some crazy recruitment going on at Arsenal. But it, it's because of the um,
0: because of Brexit, we're trying to get a few done uh, before <laughs> Brexit happened.
1: That's why we signed him in the summer, uh, and he yeah, had to right stay right. there. But I mean, he might turn out to be a fantastic player. and He's going to be brilliant and it'll be a great signing. But it does seem strange at this moment in time when we've got another teenage centre-half who isn't playing at all. And we may well be moving you know, on. I've A little man. stat. A little yeah. stat.
0: With yeah. the signing of him, we've, um, we've actually got 17 uh, signed professional central defenders. Wow. On professional contracts, we've got 17 central defenders after he's joined.
1: Well, I don't want to see we goals,
0: maybe, should to let him any goals, we? shouldn't let him any
1: goals. Yeah,
0: we shouldn't.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think I've he heard a rumour he can't pick out a pair of football boots, Saliba. Really, that's why they haven't picked him. He's rearing a go, <laughs> but he just can't get the boots he wants. Well, There's something is. going on, boys. I'm sorry. Something, something can't be going wrong. on.
0: There's something going I on. Like I don't like it at all. I don't like this uh, Saliba situation one bit. No,
1: it's, it's one of a few things that's gone on behind the scenes this season. That's doesn't make any sense. You know, you've been scratching your head and thinking, what is going on? And unfortunately, we, we're never going to probably know exactly what all these reasons are, certainly not for, for a while until it's all, um, maybe when Arteta leaves, he might bring a book out and explain it all. But there does seem to be a few things going on behind the scenes that doesn't make any sense to us at all. Um, mm-hmm. And as Ryan says there, why spend £30 million on Saliba and never play him? Yeah. And then now, buy another 19-year-old from Hertha Berlin? Crazy. Uh, I nice. don't know
2: if you remember... When we signed Saliba, two months later, there was rumours that us, uh, Real Madrid were going to give us money to cancel the contract so they could buy him. There was a bit of a they were interested Real Madrid, which just seems very strange about this whole situation. It really does.
0: He was the best. Yeah. He was the best League One defender, League One. You know, uh, at his he... age.
1: You know. I... Even considered what he's fan That he Farfan who's at Leicester, was that right? That yes, was both, yeah, he, terrible, Yeah. He was yeah. considered to be better than Farfan, and that Farfan's played in the Premier League for Leicester quite a lot, done well. Yeah. Um, and he was better well. than Gabriel. He was better than Gabriel as well. Yeah, leicester have got yeah, in our Gabriel, team. I don't know. I mean, it, none of it makes sense. There's obviously something has gone on not to do related to football, clearly. Um, and obviously, his, his time at Arsenal now is going to be over. I would imagine there'd be, it'd be no point in us keeping him as well with, with this new guy that's just come in. doesn't make sense to keep another, like you said, 17 central defenders. We don't need that many, do we? So, some are going to have to be moved on. I mean, Socrates is obviously going to go um, for definite, isn't he? We've still got people like Callum Chambers, who's not really playing. He's in there, isn't he? Um, So, I don't know, craziness. But anyway, I mean, we'll see what happens. January, the rest of January, I think it's going to be quite interesting. I think a lot of players are going to leave. We're going to see a few people out the door now. I'd love to see that, Richard. Love to you see know, it. You, Even if we well, make a right. couple of mistakes, I don't mind. Get rid of them all.
2: Yeah, see, people yeah. like Chambers, not a bad player, but how many years he's been at the club? I know he's been unlucky with um, injuries and all that, but at the end of the day, he hasn't improved in, what, seven years?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I'd rather take a chance on someone else, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I, I totally agree. I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I mean, Ryan says, yeah, you know, if it's another Gnabry situation, yeah, it could well be. We don't know, do we? Uh, we don't know what what's going on there, um, and here we gave him number four show. Yeah, something's happened since the start of the season, hasn't it? Because I think at the start of the season he was ready to play, and I think he was going to play. And I know there was a few personal issues that he had um, and everything else, but um, I don't know. Um, some mystery waste of money. Yeah, okay. yeah, maybe that is. I'll say I didn't buy him, but I don't know. Well, I don't know. We will have to see. Oh, well, well, I'll say they never
2: bought a load of these players. He still played
1: them. Well, he's he had to, hasn't he? Because <laughs> he, he, I suppose he's had to play some of them. And Mark likes your new Tasha and there, which is good. It's actually a beard, but it's because I'm graying. But you fuck with
0: me, you fuck with my family.
1: <laughs> exactly there. So uh, it does look a bit like a old, old, It doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, chim Chimene, chim chim
0: chim Yeah.
1: So anyway, so about that yeah, that's um, you know an extra. <throat> Extra added bonus to the show, actually. Andrew's new, um, new beard and tash kind of style, which is. It
0: it just needs a trim, Russell. That's why it's, uh, yeah,
1: looking a bit prominent. No, no, he looks cool. He does look pretty cool. He's right, so good. Uh, Right, so if we um, move on to this now, come back more up to date. You know, you might not think that, you know, we've won the last two games with only one change in the side, that there's not going to be many changes. But I've just got a feeling Arteta might think he needs to rest one or two players for this game. And I think we might see a few more changes to the Brighton game. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, Melvin, what, what are you kind of thinking that the lineup might be today? I'm hoping the lineup is similar to what he played on was it
2: Tuesday night. I really do mean that. I hope he does. I hope he doesn't make big changes. The players have got to learn to play with each other, learn to be a team. Learn to get the movement going. I, I, I don't want him to make changes but I fear that he might be I hate to say this, over cautious and change a lot around. And I think we'll struggle if he does that. I think we'll struggle. I want him to do you know, I want him to keep the keep the ball moving, keep momentum going. If he has to make one or two changes, I can live with it. But if he's gonna start making four or five and bringing back usual suspects then for me I think we struggle. I hope he doesn't. I don't think he will I think I'm going for Well, I'll turn on prediction later, but I think he'd probably only make one up front. I can only see him making an up front change. No reason to change anything else.
1: Well, what do you think that change up front might mean?
2: I think he'll. Um, did Marcelli Mar- start the last game? He did. Yeah. Didn't he? I don't think he's starting. He's the one I think he'll rest.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I said in my video yesterday that I did a preview of the game that. I think he'll rest Martinelli, play Aubameyang on the left and put Lacazette in the centre, centre forward. Yeah, and I can see that and I can possibly see maybe El Elneny getting rested and maybe Sabayos coming in midfield possibly. I don't think El Elneny's been playing that well. I think he maybe needs to yeah, rest. No, no, he hasn't. Um, so maybe those two may be the two changes that I, I I would make, but who knows what Arteta's going to do. Will he bring David Luiz straight back in? As Russ says there, William's back, back in the squad again. Is Willian going to suddenly start? Let's hope not, but I mean, if he puts Willian in in place of Saka, I know Saka was injured, but apparently he's fit. If he brings Willian straight back in, and, and to me that would not be a great sign. Um, that he's only left him out because he wasn't fit or he wasn't able to play. That would be worrying for me if he does that. But let's see. I mean, what are your thoughts, Andrew? What do you think Arteta might do in this particular game? Do you think he's going to rest a few more? Because they have played.
0: No, of- I, I don't. I mean, there's been a plenty um, of rest between the last match and this. I don't. From Tuesday yeah. to Saturday is a pretty decent. Uh, Rest for all this this team. I think that it'd uh, be absolutely crazy to make any changes. I mean, if there's one change that I would love him to make, um, it would be bringing in Maitland Niles for El Nini. A but call. I think there's more chances of more chances of monkeys flying out of my colon cavity uh, than that happening, to be perfectly honest. But I I would love to see that. But I I, I think he would be all mad in- to change it for this game. And I think if it's ever going to be the Willie and louise coming back into the team it'll be for the newcastle fa cup match they've got, they've got to win their places back these guys and uh they've got they don't deserve to be back in the team i think he'd be crazy and opening himself up to a world of pain if he changes this winning formula today to be perfectly honest he but, would. i mean it's he, whether he, he brings he, in lacazette for abamiang because i think lacazette really benefits from the three behind him because he's a penalty box striker and because of having those three behind him, especially Smith Rowe, he hasn't got to then drop deep like he, had, he was in ma- previous matches. So he's more effective when he's he's closer to the, the penalty box. Mm. Um, that's possibly one change I'd make, uh, bring Lacazette back for Aubameyang. Um But um, yeah, I, I, if he changes things significantly, I think he's mad and we've had a decent enough break between matches. So Fingers crossed he keeps it
1: the same. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping so, yeah. Um, obviously, a good point about Buendia. I know we've been linked to him, haven't we? I think he would be a sign-in. I also like that basuma at Brighton as well. I think uh, in midfield, another player in midfield, that would probably be uh, a, a good addition as well. He's added goals this season. Yeah, obviously, playing at a lower level maybe as well. It's a little bit easier to score maybe in the Championship than against Premier League, but we'll see. Um Uber should be benched today. I mean, I actually think Uber's going to play instead of Martinelli, and, and Lacazette will come in to the centre forward position. That's what I think because Martinelli's played a lot of games after a long-term injury, and I think that's asking for trouble to keep playing him. Um, so um, we'll see what happens there. Um, Basuma's really, I think Basuma is brilliant. I can see a midfield Basuma and Thomas Partey, and that would be a fantastic midfield. Energy. And quality as well, and I'd love to see us sign out of the two. I'd rather we sign Basuma than Buendia, if I'm honest. At this moment in time, I think it'd be a more important signing if we're going to get one or the other. Obviously, get both would be great. I just can't see us getting both in January, if I'm honest. But yeah, Basuma, I think Basuma would be brilliant. I thought he was great against us, um, the other day as well when we played Bright, and he was brilliant for them, wasn't he? Um, and we all feeling well. Yeah, we're not uh, we're not feeling too bad about the game. If we're it's a little bit better than two weeks ago. I would have said we'd definitely lose. So things have definitely moved on. Well, um, actually, we're talking about that. Why don't we move on and do um, do this thing, then? So, what are we thinking in terms of the score? Um, Hussein's saying our waveforms okay. He's gone for a 3-1 to Arsenal. Not a bad shout, actually, to be honest. What are you thinking, Melvin, in terms of a score prediction? I think this is quite a difficult one to predict, actually, but anyway. It is very difficult. I think that if he plays
2: the team close to what he played the other day and against Chelsea, I feel we might nick a 2-0 you know, result. That's a big if.
1: Yeah, OK. Andrew, what are you thinking? I was going to say
0: 2-0 as well, if I'm completely honest. Uh, just to be different, I'll say 2-1 maybe if they're, they'll they just score, you know, penalty maybe. But I do think 2-0, but I'll say 2-1 just to be different from Melvin. I'm confident <laughs> we'll win. I
1: mean, funny enough, on my video I did yesterday previewing the game, I said 2-0 actually to Arsenal as well, um, which seems to be a, a favourite score. Um, but actually, the more I think about it, the more I just feel as though Big Sam's going to get him fired up for this game after their result the other night. And... um I don't know. I, yeah, 2-1 or maybe 3-1, actually, as Hussein said. I might I might go with 3-1 as well, because that seems like quite a good shout. I think we might get a third goal late on. I think I think we might be tuning like West Brom will pull one back, and then they'll bombard us a bit, and then we'll get a third on the break in the closing stage. Maybe Martin Elliott will come off the bench and score the third goal, maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty confident we'll win, actually, I must be honest. Um, I wasn't. I wouldn't have been two weeks ago. In fact, I wasn't two weeks ago. I didn't think we'd beat anybody. So um, I think these two wins have given everyone a lift, haven't they? I think it's what we needed. Um, you know, the Chelsea performance was really good, and um, the the Brighton performance was uh, a good away performance. I thought. You know, we we kept it tight. Uh, we didn't give too many chances away, and then in the second half we stepped it up and got the goal. And if we do a similar kind of method today later on, I think we can get the win. But I think West Brom are going to come out fired up for this game because Big Sam would have ripped into them the last three days. You can guarantee that. And they wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have had much celebrated at New Year, none of the West Brom players, because I think they would have had their arses kicked after the game. <laughs> the other day. So, um, be interesting to see how they respond to that, actually. I think they're going to come out flying the first 10, 15 minutes. I think we're going to have to be on our game at the beginning um, and get through that early stage. And I think if we can keep it a nil-nil, then I think from there we can grow into the game like we did against Brighton. And our quality in the final third, hopefully, can shine through. I mean, Andrew, I did want to kind of talk to you about, um, obviously, Emil Smith-Rowe. I've not spoken to you since he's been in the team. I know you've been bigging him up for a long time now. And I think he's shown, hasn't he, in these last couple of games, exactly why you've been sort of praising him such a lot in, uh, over the last sort of year or so. <laughs> I mean, what have you made of his two performances against Chelsea and, and Brighton? And I thought he was brilliant again, in both of those games, actually, I've got to be honest. I think that you've just... What he's shown so far
0: is maybe 50% of what he's capable of showing in the long term because he's after he's had a few more games under his belt I think you'll just see him getting better and better and better uh, honestly genuinely yeah. I think he's he's just done a, a good job so far he's not been outstanding but I think that he's getting his um his full match fitness back and uh I think once he's he's really in full flow you'll really see the best of Emil Smith Rowan well like like you said I've been same for quite a while now that if he gets his chance and run running the team, he could save us that 50 million quid we were reputedly going to pay for our in the summer. And I, I don't see any reason why we won't come to see that he's actually a better player than our in the, in the long term. He's, he's got a couple of years on, sorry, our has got a couple of years on Smith Row age wise. And yeah, I, I just think that. He, he's going to be a, a real, real star. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, he's going to start playing himself into the England, the full England squad fairly soon as well. But uh, he's not surprised me at all, you know, in what he's, what he's doing because he's just you he, he can just tell that he's not a normal youngster. He's not a normal academy player being given his chance. He, he's got that something extra. He's, he's got that X factor about him. He, he his movement is just so intelligent. And he doesn't even have actually have to touch the ball to really affect the game because of the way he moves mm. in and around the box. It creates space for others. He yeah. just draws players away. And and um, that's why I think that Lacazette could actually really, really benefit by staying in the team um, because he will score more goals having someone like Smith throw behind him because he will not have to do that 9.5, 10 role that he was doing previously. And he he is a really good finisher, Lacazette. Uh, he went through a terrible stage and um, was in a really bad form, low, low low confidence. But you can see that coming back now, and I don't think that's a coincidence to do with the the kids coming back into the team. I really don't. So yeah, well, I'm I mean, absolutely delighted for a Smith Rowe. I love him. He's one of my favourite players. I think I think
1: those those three, Mike and on the left, Smith Rowe in the number ten, and Saka on the right. That is. Um, <laughs> that is our best three players, and all all three, you know, young, I mean, Smith-Rowe's the oldest at 20, and and two teenagers, that that is our future of this team, and Arteta's got to start building the team around those three, and who plays in the centre-forward position at the moment, is Jacuzette or Aubameyang, by the look of it, Um, and then he's slightly a bit better structure in midfield, just behind, obviously, with Thomas Partey coming, is going to help that, but those three have transformed us against Chelsea, they transformed the team, and Partly that was down to some players not being available. Would he have gone with that if William was available? You know, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens today. Now he is available. But um, they've, they've transformed their team. Martinelli, just Martinelli being back in the team, transformed us just against Man City that, that night when he came back in and having Saka on the right Saka's better on the right than Pepe although he's left footed he'll go past people and put on his right foot he, he did a brilliant one the other day didn't he when he put a brilliant ball in with his right foot he got to the byline and it was brilliant to see and that's what he does and he, he... I would play him on the right hand side ahead of Pepe ahead of Willian every single game because to me he's, he's our best bet on that particular side might only on the left got to be a first choice and Smith-Rose played himself into this team with those last two performances I agree with you Andrew I, I thought to come from him, but I thought he's played well in last two I think he's been oh, brilliant. He's played well,
0: but I think yeah, he, he can do a lot better. Yeah, have you seen? Well, think, have you guys seen the, the picture on Twitter that's doing the rounds today of all the youngsters um, at training with their arms around each other and just having a laugh? Yeah, and it's absolutely yeah. a fantastic photo. What a photo! And that gives you so much hope for the future. Really does. Exactly. Martinelli's as... got his arms around Smith Rowe, and uh, Saka's having a bit of a laugh, and it's just a great picture. And you we should be really, really proud of him. Very really great. proud. Yeah. You're saying
2: that he played well, smith bro. I think you're underestimating how well he did play. I thought he was very, very good in both yeah, games. Right. Sorry. well. Really right. right.
1: Yeah. you'll see bro.
0: him improve. You'll see him improve. I'm just, uh, only, Andrew, but I'm just saying. He's got so he, much I to give.
2: very good. Very good. Also, with yeah. Sacker playing on the right, I think uh, Arteta played in there against Man City. In the early games, one of the early games, and he didn't really show, but he's grown into that position. The guy's intelligent. He just doesn't, you know, if he doesn't work out, he makes it work, which is great for a young any player, let alone a young player. And now Mm -hmm. I think we've got the the problem of the right hand side is I think over. We've had this problem all season. Who's going to play on the right? William, Harry, blah, blah, none of them have really stand their authority on that position. And now we've got this young kid who's. Kind not quite two footed, but he's, he doesn't mind using his right foot because he's got no other thing to do. Where other players would yeah. rather come back inside and put it on their flavour foot, he doesn't mind having to well, go at his right foot,
1: which he's saying he's right foot against Chelsea, didn't he? Saka, you know, what yeah. I mean? he he's yeah. he in the box. I mean, that's what he's got in that's what he's capable of doing with his right foot. I know he, he didn't really mean it, perhaps, or whatever he said he did, but um, I think it was, it was a great goal. I think so, and I, I think he's, a, I think he's a, a quick and eager
2: learner. Well, at that age, you don't want anymore. more. That is fantastic. And I think you're saying you're going to see a lot more out of uh, Smith Rowe. I think we are. What I've seen is a natural, strong footballer with a, with a lovely touch and a great football brain. Well, I think you're going to see... I know. I don't think Saka's the finish it either. I no,
0: think there are... No, a bit no. Oh, no, no, not by a long shot. Will. But Mark, what Mark Darby said there... It's absolutely true, but it also, the same could be said. And don't get me wrong, I know he's nothing like him at the moment, but like I said to you guys earlier before we started, you can say the same about Kevin De Bruyne when he was 20. He was nowhere near the player he is now. And I think that Smith Rowe is a very, very similar type of player. And I just hope to God that he will develop in the same way that Kevin De Bruyne did, because I can see so many similarities in their games, honestly, I really can. So I just hope and pray that he can... Have a really good run and build up his fitness without any kind of injuries coming up, and we can really start seeing him improve, you know, season on season. Uh, I honestly think he could be one of our better players. In the same way that we were excited about Jack Wilshere, I think we could be excited about Smith Rowe. I
1: really do. No, no, I, I agree, and I think the last two games have really shown everybody exactly what he's capable of doing in this team. Um, he hasn't really played a lot in the Premier League, has he? Since he's um, since he's been at the club, actually, due to injuries and what, what else, but he he's, looks he's, like a natural, doesn't he? He, he looks yeah. like he's been there for years. He does, yeah. I mean, he's played a few games in the Europa League, and he stood out, and he's looked good, and he think, well, yeah, can he make that step up to the Premier League? And the last two games, he's done that, and he's shown that he he can do it. He's comfortable there, and he does need to run a game day. He needs to stay clear of injuries, and I think he'll be a great player for us. Um, but we'll see what happens with the team selection today. Um, if I to plays William, I don't know what goes through his head. Well, none of us would know what goes through his head if he plays William today. That would be crazy, but um let well, see pepe play yeah but where, where would i just say one play? thing
0: on that on pepe before i go because yes, I'm, I'm gonna have to shoot off in a second but pepe i i in my ideal world and i know it ain't gonna happen but my ideal world is that the fan base could just drop finally drop the fact that he cost 72 million quid and i just wish that he would be able to just play you know and rotate on that right-hand side with Saka. Saka deserves to be the the first choice on the right-hand side. But, you know, Pepe can come on for him, 20, 30 minutes to go, so we can can protect Saka a bit. And I just just wish that he could play that role now and just get more into the team, just not be judged on his 72 million quid because it's just not helpful for anyone. And I think there's a real good player in there. If Saka ever does touch wood, get injured, which I really hope he doesn't, he could just come in for him. And I just wish that there wasn't this clamour for him to do amazing things week in, week out because of his, his price tag. I just wish that we could forget it. But I know that ain't going to happen. But that would be my ideal scenario. Get rid of William. Even though he's under contract, we can always say, "Ain't fair play, it hasn't worked. We, we can sell him for, even if we just get a packet of crisps and a couple of pints out of him. Or, or some, you know, track suits. I don't care. But at least, just say, just write him off. Get rid of Willian and just use Pepe on rotation with Saka. That would be a, a, an incredible scenario for me to, yeah, for moving forward because there is a player in Pepe and I enjoy watching him because as per the conversation we had about Carnu earlier, those are the sorts of players I want to watch week in, week out, not Willian. I, I
2: think yeah. with Pepe, I've said it before, um, I don't like him on wide on the right. I think he's better off oh, inside a little bit. I think you see more of, out of him playing a bit in, more in, in the middle. Um, and also, if he wants to get rid of that price tag, I agree, you shouldn't have it over the player's head. At the end of the day, the player's got to do it himself and make people forget about that price tag by, 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 by performing to such a, to a level it's that it doesn't matter what he they costs, And he hasn't done that for me yet. He, he beats no. himself sometimes. He's got to be more... When he beats a player, he's got to get away from that player and not try and beat him again. He's got to not run down the run-down alleys, which he does. If he played in the same team as Smithsville, I think the game would open up for him. But it would most certainly open up for him in the middle. And that, those two together, I think, could be quite interesting.
0: You know when a cow pack gets um, a thick skin over the top so you can't smell it? Well, I'm not going to like break the cow pack and start stirring it up again so you can re- the smell starts coming out again, regards Pepe. Been through it so so many times about you know what I think about Pepe and and how to to use him and absolutely right he's not a right winger where he should be getting chalk on his boots he should be playing in in and around the penalty box because that's where he's deadly he's he's finishing is second to none you know we've all seen that when he gets that opportunity and the thing is he has never uh, I will never back down from the fact that he's never had a good run in the team and the trust of the manager and just being told to just you know give him a pat on the back as he's going on the on the pitch and saying just go out there and and do what you do best and just show us how what you what you can do he's he's just like he's playing with handcuffs on and you know it's just He's being restrained from doing what he can do, showing his his flair and playing with that freedom uh, to express himself. And I just wish that he could do that and be allowed to do that and be trusted to do that. Because, yes, he's going to run the ball out of play from time to time. Yes, he's going to put one over the bar from time to time. But I'm happy to take those few moments for the moments of brilliance we also get from him. But I just think he's playing in, in a, such a restricted way without the trust of the manager. Um, and that's it, really, um, what I want to say on that. But uh, like I said, I'm
1: to I would agree. I would agree with most of that. The only thing I would say is that when Saka's played in the same position, in the same role, Saka just looks so much more comfortable. Maybe that suits him better. That role suits Saka better, probably. And unfortunately, if that's the system that Arteta wants, the right-sided forward player to play that's the sort of role he wants him to play then Pepe's never going to shine there is he ever because it doesn't I, I, no, I just him. think that Arteta
0: absolutely loves Saka obviously everyone yeah. loves Saka but he, he he certainly doesn't love Pepe I bet you he doesn't get anywhere near the um, encouragement I bet you don't get any encouragement from Arteta he can just tell Miloff. he just doesn't, doesn't trust him doesn't like him it wasn't his purchase and he's not giving that arm around the shoulder that every you know attacker is. No, I, I, and, I agree. And, and everyone's different. Everyone's different. But he's never had the run of games, like I said, Rich. Has he? I don't think I he's don't ever know.
1: played more than four games on the trot in he his whole time at Arsenal. But I, I do agree with what with what Melvin said just before that. I don't. I think when he has played, he hasn't done enough to warrant four more than four games in the team at a time because he's not consistently producing the level of performance that someone like Sack has been producing in that position. And, and I think that's that's the problem that he's got. And maybe the system doesn't suit him, I agree. That's, that's half the problem. But unfortunately, if that's the system Arteta's going to play, he, I, Pepe either needs to adapt to that system and produce more consistent performances, or he's not going to get that run in the team, is he? And that's unfortunate. I will always uh,
0: fall you know. back to the fact that I don't remember the last game that Pepe's played where he hasn't either got a, an assist or a goal. And I think if you look at his minutes, I'd love to find out the minutes on the pitch versus their actual goal contributions that Pepe has given the club? Because I bet you'll be surprised about how good that is.
1: No, I'm I'm not not doubting that it won't be good, and I'm sure it is, but I think it's more to do with the consistency within a game. i say he'll do one or two brilliant things, and then he'll do four or five really poor things that a player in the Premier League at a top level shouldn't be doing. You know, giving the ball away too simply, running down blind alleys, refusing to do anything with his right foot. And, you know, these are simple things that he constantly does. And, yes, he does one or two brilliant things. to have a great goal or a great assist. But then, in between all of that, he he's spent 10, 15 minutes falling over his own feet or running up blind so, alley or whatever. But so so, I watched Liverpool versus Cube, um,
0: West Brom the other day. And I mm-hmm. swear, if you watched that game, how many absolutely dreadful moments did um, uh, Mane and Salah have? That was absolutely appalling. But they uh, produce and, uh, consistently. Over yeah, games, exactly. Don't they? I know. But they're in a much better team, obviously, and they play week in, week out, and they have done for years. Yeah. But I mean, they 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 don't get judged in the same way as our fans judge Pepe because of his price tag. And he's he's not going to get form. You're not going to get match fitness, and you're not going to get confidence by playing twenty minutes here, twenty minutes there, and just in and out, and in and out, and in and out of the team, right. shaking it all about. It's I not. I don't think happen. you can
2: judge. Salah and and Mane the same as Pepe. You might have picked one game that both of them were actually poor, but over a period of time, they are ninety percent very wild. Not the same as Pepe. Sorry,
0: no, but it's they they are very wild with their finishing. Is the point I'm trying to make on lots of occasions. One One game, no, 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 not one game, not one game at all. You ask a Liverpool fan, they they miss an awful lot of chances. They score a lot of chances because they're in a fantastic team. Amazing team, with loads of confidence. champions, obviously, and they're a big part of the fact that they're champions. But they are—they also frustrate an awful lot. And it, the salary's not incredible this season, the way he has been in lots. That he's been missing a lot, of sh- lot of been a lot of chances. Not, I agree. This season he
2: has been on
0: lot of chances. But anyway, it's, it's, it may be a stupid comparison, but I'm just saying that <laughs> on top of the fact that, that he misses a lot, he does an awful lot of good, which do- doesn't get the credit that it deserves a lot of the time. Because he doesn't, you, he doesn't... Don't you get frustrated with him, though, Andrew, at times? Mm-hmm. Don't you
2: get frustrated with him when he's got one man Of course beat? I do.
0: Of course. There's but not only I would, one man I, to beat towards the goal,
2: and he can't beat that up, one man. I
0: put mm-hmm. up with that frustration every day of the week, though, rather than watching L- Ann in the team the way he's been this season. It's, but it's a as dishwater. He doesn't try, and he doesn't even attempt to do anything skillful. Yeah, it's a low well, bar, though, is William's low bar. I would I would rather watch Pepe every day
1: of the week than a player like him because it excites no, me. I think we'd all rather see Pepe play than William, but at this moment in time, yeah. I'd rather see Saka played than, than Pepe. And well, that's, I, that's
0: what I said earlier. I don't don't disagree. Uh, Saka yeah. is the first choice in that role, but I'd yeah. love to I'd love to see Pepe just be just be given that chance to be working that role with Saka giving him a rest every now and then. And I just wish that,
1: that he didn't yeah, get maybe, the grief maybe. that he gets. That's all. I mean, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's what we will see as, as the season develops and as, as the future develops as well. Um, and obviously, we've been asked a question, what do we think about the other players um, that, that we've been linked to this season? Um, t- to be honest with you, I, there's a lot of speculation around, um, as there always is with Arsenal, every transfer window, Lots and lots of players are supposed to be. We're supposed to be interested, in, we're supposed to be signing. And in the end, very, very few of them ever, ever happen, do they? Um, you know, th- there seems to be big movements on on the um, on the Buendia situation at Norwich. That that I think that's probably going to happen. If I'm out of all of them, that seems the most likely. Um, but I don't know. To be honest, with you, everything else, is just it's speculation for me, and I don't I don't tend to look at something. Oh, are we going to sign this player because we've been linked to him? I don't look at it like that. I just wait and. Till, till they sign I think there's one or two positions that we need which is I think we need something in midfield definitely um, and uh, I think we probably do need another left back actually now with Kolasinac going out on loan uh, Kieran Cheney is the only left back we've got now and I do think that's going to be um, uh, could be well, a problem we've got, um, we've got Cedric um, as well, we'll uh, you, there. Uh, Cine, Mate on, you Gunners, exactly um, and uh, yeah but yeah I mean I do think we need another left back now actually just for cover. Because who else can really come in at left-back if Kieran Cheney gets injured? We've got a lot of games. We've got a cup games. We've got a Europa make League the as Null. well. we to make the knolls, so yeah. we've got
0: Cedric who can play there. Cedric is incredibly two-footed and he's played there a lot. But like I said, I'm yeah, really, man. really sorry. I'm going to have to go in a second I've been way, 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 way over what... I've... But just quickly, one yeah. thing I will say about Isco. I mean, what on earth would be the point in bringing in Isco for six months when we've got... Yeah someone that we're paying 350 grand a week to who could also do that job for six months what the hell i mean what is that all about yeah, i mean we're no. going to add add more wages like a who ain't going to be cheap no. it's just it just beggars belief if that's the case what it was more yeah. stupid and we deserve everything we get but if we do no, that we we'll just it. bring six month loan deal for isco why don't you just bring back Urzil for six months who knows the club, who knows that th- all his teammates is no settling in period. It, uh, I just pull my hair out, which I haven't God got will bring back Giza
2: Sanchez. We had for six months online. Was it Sanchez?
0: His name was Sanchez, was it Sanchez? Take Sanchez, but, but I mean, no, no,
1: again, team no, team. I
0: wouldn't because we're already paying 350 grand a week for someone to just to sit on their ass and commentate on the match on Twitter. I mean, what, just ridiculous
1: absolute joke well, No, I I agree if, if we're going to get this going bring Ergil back I'd totally agree with that I'll tell you one that did interest me a little bit I know people don't really like him Diego Costa I just think he'd give us a little bit of aggression up front I'd take him on loan to the end of the season or I'd, I'd take him on a short term contract rather not on loan because he's out of contact isn't he I'd take him on a short term deal to the Who's end of the that? season Diego Costa oh
0: no no chance I mean my god that's another one mean, I mean, I what mean, on earth not- is the point yeah.
1: I think we, we do lack attacking options. We've got We've
0: Balogun got to... who we're just going to let go for nothing. Why don't we just say Balogun, right, you're going to play between now and the end of the season. And that's, him the new that's him failed. Listen, the manager doesn't want Diego it. Costa, him. Diego Costa, I mean, he's got... He doesn't
2: want him. He, really he can no longer head, head the ball. A he's got a, he's got a metal plate
0: in his head. He's got a metal plate in his head, Diego Costa. He can't even head the ball anymore.
2: No, he, it's all right if he doesn't go near magnets, all right?
0: Oh, but the <laughs> <thing> <laughs> is, honestly...
2: He's a, this I'm going to have to go uh, i must hate him or not want him at all otherwise he would have made him on just stack him on the bench for a couple of games when he couldn't yeah, no, come do at the end of the day he doesn't fan him
1: for whatever reason
0: Diego Costa is even worse idea than Isco and that's putting it somewhere for me as I far as I'm it's, concerned
1: it's just sort of that we haven't really got enough coverings in the forward positions I think he could well, give us something in a short term deal to the end of the season right?
0: well bring in that Moller from the from the under 23s then if we needed oh. a little bit of extra cover I mean, I, I don't, I don't, just, I don't Maybe. agree. Well, why would you pay 200 grand a week for Diego Costa, who can't even run anymore, can't hit ball? Because of his, uh, no, I mean, Jesus Christ. But anyway, I'm going to have to go. I'm sorry. Cause, uh, the no, no. Are... Keep
2: well, see you later, mate. Keep well. It's been see been a later.
0: real pleasure. I'm sorry I've got to go. I do apologise. No, no, no cool. Absolute wait, pleasure. Where can people find uh,
1: where do you? Just plug your channel a little bit as
0: well. Oh, yeah, it's from dial square to where on youtube it'll be coming back soon it's perhaps we've had a bit of a uh uh you know break over the christmas period but we'll be coming back soon and um at from dial square on on twitter so please give us a subscribe give us a follow and hopefully we'll be, uh, be in touch again with you all soon i do appreciate it richard always love coming on your show as you know
1: no no it's good to have you back i know you've had a few issues the last couple of times that you've both have been coming on you've been not been able to make it, unfortunately, but it's good to have you back on. And yeah. I'm sure we'll be it again. I'm sure we we'll again soon. Into, uh, it's going to be busy time coming up. Anyway, as we move into January in the you know, new season and stuff like new year, I mean, so it's going to be lots of stuff to talk about. So yeah, it'll be good to have you back on again soon.
0: Thank you, mate. Much appreciated. Yeah. Take Thank care, you. Melbourne. Stay, on, Andrew. See you soon. Keep well, mate. See you
1: Bye. later, mate. See you I'll later. See you Take care. Yes, yeah, so Andrew. I say. My- Please uh, check out his channel as well from Doll Square. where There's some good stuff on there when he's back. I know he's had a bit of a break um over Christmas and stuff like that, as a few people have as well. Um but I've got nothing else to do, so I just keep um, keep coming up and, and doing <laughs> stuff for now. <laughs> which is good. I do enjoy it as well, which is which is after battle. Um Russell mentioned about uh, Dennis Suarez, yeah. I think that would be another I think that's the one I mean. yeah. Another I mean, Den- I mean, Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit of a silly loan, that wasn't it? um but yeah so I mean I, I don't know let's see let's see what January brings us in terms of transfers I'm not anticipating too many players but I do think we need something in midfield um to complement Thomas Partey at the moment maybe play while he's still injured um you know I still think attacking options we don't have a lot Balogun for some reason as, as Melvin says not getting an opportunity which to me is crazy uh, when he's come on in Europa League, well, done well scored a couple of goals surely you got he's got to be on the bench at least um he's not even getting on the bench is he when we've Not got a lot of other options. I I think in Ketty's had plenty of chances and not really nailed down a a regular place. Is he good enough? We're not sure. So I'd be certainly looking at, maybe if not now, but certainly over the summer, um, some sort of um, covering the forward positions, extra option there as well, um, and I say maybe long term another left back as well because uh, you know we've got a couple of unnatural left backs who, as Andrew said, we've made the Niles and Cedric Suarez, but we haven't got a natural left back. If Kieran Tien is injured again for any long period of time, I think that's going to be issue probably. But um, anyway, they must feel they've got enough cover there. They wouldn't have let Klasnitz go because he's still been playing, hasn't he, in the Europa League in particular? Not well, been good
2: enough, that, Richard.
1: No, no, he enough. wasn't. He wasn't good enough, which is a shame because he started off well, didn't he? That you know, his first season, I thought he he looked good actually when he first came, um, and never really worked out, did it for him in the end. No, not but, at all. But you know, he's back now where he came from, shall, Because let's hope he goes back and uh, enjoys the rest That's of the season. Everyone happy, I think. He's happy, yeah. good. Everyone's yeah. happy. I mean, you know, I, you know, even if players don't work out at Arsenal, maybe they're not the, the best players. You know, I want to see them do well when they leave. And especially if they play in a different country in particular. You want them to do well and hopefully he can revive his career, really. Because, you know, I think, he's a, I think he's a nice guy. And, you know, he looked after Mesut Ozil that day, didn't he, when they were attacked out in the street. So he needs a lot of credit for that as well. Because a lot of people just ran away and hid. And he was he was quite prepared to, you know, to, to, to save his mate. He showed
2: a lot of bravery that day with the nice thing. Unbelievable. <laughs> I wish he was exactly. braver going forward on the pitch. Yeah,
1: yeah maybe, yeah, exactly. But you well, know, he he, was his first touch was backwards every time. His yeah. Because I say his first season, I thought he was good. He scored a few goals and he, he looked... Made a, good made a couple and all. Yeah, and it never quite worked out him. But I say hopefully he, he can have a good um, finish to the season there. And we'll see what happens at the end. I'm sure we, we'll move on permanently somewhere else, won't we? at the end of the season, along with a few others, I think. Um, so, I mean, Melvin, brilliant again. Thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure um, having you on the channel again. Some great memories again from, uh, you know, from obviously West Bromwich Albion games and all their other players as well. It's always great to see your stories. Um, and I'm sure we'll um, we'll be doing another one soon. I mean, um, I'm trying to think, is our next game the FA Cup name next week? I think it's Newcastle, isn't
2: it?
1: Newcastle, yeah. It's the uh, FA Cup but, one, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Newcastle FA Cup game, yeah. Because then we've got Crystal Palace in the league and then Newcastle again, haven't we? Straight after That's that. Right, so yeah. Played Newcastle twice. Um, so we may have to split split it up, maybe do like previous players one game and then previous games on the other one so we can get them both done. I like do both on the same one, Richard. That's not fair. Uh, well, no, well, we can do both on the same one then. It's just, uh, what will we do for the second game? That's the only thing then, isn't it? We'll be a bit stuck. Yeah. But, um, but it's like, quite a there's quite a few players I've seen on the list for the Newcastle one, actually. I've not even really looked at it too far, it's just three or four straight away come to me that I can think of. So I mean, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure that'll be quite interesting as well, that, that particular one. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll no doubt we'll do that as well. Um, so, I mean, thanks for everyone in the chat as well. Obviously, Russ um, put a few comments on there. He doesn't fit the formation. No, he doesn't, unfortunately. He doesn't fit the formation. Um, yeah, up, up to go tonight. Yeah, let's hope we put in another good performance again away from home. I think um, someone mentioned it earlier on in the chat. Didn't know that our away form. I think it was uh, Hussein actually. Um, yeah, he said our away form's okay. Our away form isn't too bad, is it? Let's be fair. We certainly looked a lot more solid away from home. Um, in fact, we we've kept the most clean sheets away from home in the Premier League this season, other than Aston Villa with four each. So, you know, we are doing okay away from home. Another similar defensive performance like that tonight, and we'll we'll probably win because I think we've got enough. to to score against them. I'll tell you one thing I did want to mention their goalkeeper actually. I don't know if you've, have you been watching him much this season, Melvin? Johnson is named. He came from Man United. I think he's been brilliant, you know, I think he's been one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. I think he would be a good option for a backup for us. Um, Obviously, with our current backup goalkeeper not looking that great. um, He's somebody i quite like to maybe look at, signing. Talking about players that we could sign. It'd be interesting to see how he plays tonight because he's had a good season for them, I think. Um, And he's impressed me. Um, His shot stopping in particular is really, really good. I'm not too sure what he's like with his feet so much, but certainly shot stopping. I think he's been brilliant this season. He's probably made the most saves in the Premier League, but then he's got a pretty shaky defence in front of him. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. and Andrew, there just, just nips a little chat little there. Yeah, happy new year to you as well and everyone else. Yeah, thanks for everyone in the chat. Yeah, so thanks for everyone in the chat who's been in. Um Harry as well was in as well. Great to see Harry in a few. Yeah, good uh, to see Harry. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Military, doing the TV as well. If you if, if you haven't watched him actually, Milletry Going to TV, it's good, good channel he's got as well. Put some good shows out. Definitely um check that out as well on YouTube. Obviously, Ryan was in earlier but well. I know you're gonna be on Ryan's channel, aren't you? Um a little bit later on for the watch along. Uh, I think he's got quite a busy watch along that, isn't he? I think there's a few people on there tonight. I think what he's got to
2: do, Ryan, tonight, he's got to have the East Stand tonight, hasn't he? He's got so many people on. He's going to have all yeah, the I'll seats in the East Stand, there. yeah.
1: Open, open the East Stand. Or maybe no, maybe open up the, um, the, club, the club level. Oh, club level. level. Yeah, cup of yeah. tea at half time. That'd be all right. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I'll tell That's you.
1: Be be all right. you're to be tonight, you're to be in club level. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah. There's it's a photograph
2: just gone up on Twitter. Um, with Brendan Batson on the Arsenal bus when we won the double on top deck bus on the front oh. holding the FA Cup and league Brendan Batson
1: uh, I don't I think, think he played he there that early. Early. I don't think he played did he that season you? I don't think he played, think he played but he's on that he got a ticket for the bus wow good
2: effort amazing
1: no no it sure. was yeah I say I know that was where he started his career obviously Brownie was in early as well so thanks to Brownie as well yeah old you know, Brownie so um, some good some good comments there as well. So I suppose it's it uh, it's always um it's always good fun doing this. So look forward to the next one. Um, so well, I say where whereabouts can people find you on uh, on social media?
2: Mister Mister Arsenal eighty you nine. Know, I'm normally on that. and on this channel, which you can't get rid of me.
1: No, no. It's, it's, I say it's a pleasure to everyone. Um, I say enjoy the game tonight. I mean, I think we're all pretty confident that we can win now, which is a big turnaround in the last few weeks because I remember I was saying a few weeks ago we couldn't see where the next win was coming from um, and suddenly one win against Chelsea turned the season around and let's hope we we need to build on this now if we can win tonight get a positive result we can then take down say we've got uh, obviously the FA Cup games and then some more winnable league games I think as well coming up so we could start a really good run and you know by the end of January things could look a lot more rosy couldn't they and you know, especially if we do get one or two new players in as well in the in the window, um, give everyone a boo. So it's suddenly. When you've little... got, yeah, it's what you say, Richie, When you've got momentum, all games look winnable. Yeah, exactly. It makes a massive difference, doesn't it? So that you win one game and you suddenly think, actually, if we play like that, we can win more. And suddenly, we've got that now. And let's hope we can build on these last couple of games. And um, you know, let's hope that we can, you know, get one over Big Sam as well. Because I say he has, he has. Um, as um, some good results against us in the past, but I think we're yeah, more able
2: to He ain't on the pitch Once he no, not... kicks off, he ain't on the pitch So forget that uh, to... exactly. That's exactly. the only
1: thing but I think we're a little bit more able to, to cope with a physical challenge now than maybe we were in those years when he had success against us and I think maybe that might be oh, yeah. shame Gabrielle's not able to play actually because he loves a good physical kind of challenge in there in the defence, doesn't he? And you know they are yeah. quite a direct team West Brom. So but I'm sure I'm sure we've got enough to win. Let's hope so. Let's hope it's a good game and we produce a good performance. Um and uh yeah I suppose that's all we can hope for really, isn't it? Um yep. and if we do that, I'm sure we we can get the result and then say move into the um, what's going to be a busy January as well? And I say some winnable games, potentially winnable games. Nothing's a guaranteed win in this in this league, is it? This season, we've seen the results already. Um, what was the score of that game? Do we know what what was the Sheffield United result in the end? They were
2: getting beat 2-0, Sheffield United. I'll tell you what the final score was.
1: Obviously, not, they weren't. They're not going to score two goals, are they, in one game? I
2: wouldn't have thought. They got beat two nil. They did get beat two nil. Sheffield United. They did get crucified. The guy that used to play for us scored a screamer. Evidently. Ek is it? What's his name? Oh, Eze. Eze, yeah. oh right, yeah, yeah. He scored, wow. he scored a goal from his own half. The dribbles, a one-two,
1: yeah. and in we go. To. Wow. Okay, that'd be good to watch our match of the day tonight, then.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I'm doing a watch along. Um, I'll be on live about quarter to eight. To do that, go through the team news and obviously watch the game. I say I know Ryan's doing one on the Mr. Arsenal podcast as well, so um, maybe switch between the two if you want. If you're not busy tonight and you want to get some better commentary than you get on uh, on BT Sport in particular, uh, you definitely don't want to listen to that. So just watch the game and pop along to ours and watch the watch the watch alongs that we're doing as well. Um, and if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the channel as well and give it a, give it a like as well. There's a few on Facebook, which is nice and. Um, everything else. So do that as well. So I'll be back about quarter to eight with all the team news and a bit up to kick off um, for the, this game tonight. And um, I say we'll speak to all you guys soon. I say thanks to Melvin as well for coming on again. And um, no doubt we'll do we we'll do it on again probably at the end of the week for the for the Newcastle game in the cup next week. I'll try and get a Newcastle fan on. I know loads of Newcastle fans that will be desperate to come on actually. So I'm sure we'll be able to get one today. It's a shame actually our West Brom fan couldn't make it. Um, Connor. I don't know what happened there. I'm, I'm sure he'll, um, I'll, I'll speak to him later about that. Not quite sure um, what happened to him today, but anyway, not to worry. Um, we got through it without him, and we did okay, so um, we'll see. But, yeah, I'm sure we'll get some Newcastle fans lined up for next week, which would be good. Um, yeah, so thanks for that, Melvin. Cheers to everybody for watching. I say stay tuned later on for the watch along. Um, and, of course, in the meantime, as always, come on, you gunners. Come on. Three points tonight. Let's do it. Come on. See you later, guys.
2: Thank you you for listening to From Dial Square to Air. Please help us grow by giving us a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel. And whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon.